Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. Yeah! And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard, a pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Yeah! Oh, oh the thickest double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. John. I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, here we go. We are live on a May Tavern Tour stop. We are in Noblesville today at Eddie's Sports Pub. I just met Patrick. Patrick's the general manager. He's going to join us a little bit later on. I said, hey, Patrick, you had me at a couple of things here. One, you had me at a sloppy joe. The other, the list of bar rules up there is absolutely spectacular right there. Now, I cannot see because there is a pool table lied in front of the top two. No, I'm sorry. Ten, nine, and eights covered up. Uh, but sevens, wash your damn hands. Six is last call means last call. I love, in particular, number five. No politics, no religion. Love it. Number four is don't be an a-hole. Love that. Number three is our TV is not your TV. I love number two, no sad music. No sad music. Number one is the bartender is always right. That is a list, a top ten list of rules here at Eddie's Sports Pub. We are absolutely glad to be here on this May Tavern Tour. Heaven Hill Distillery brings us to you. I'll bring on board Brent Halverson coming up in just a minute. Before we did that, I do want to get you updated. Of course, OTAs officially underway today. and Everybody's making a lot about passes making it here, passes not making it there, who's making big plays and all that. Of course, you want these guys to individually perform well, but as far as being meaningful, I would not worry about how meaningful that is. You just want to see, for example, the QB, the rookie quarterback, get reps. It's a part of his maturation process as hopefully a starting quarterback in week number one. Now, we're all being updated about it, and that's fantastic. But once again, meaningful, probably not so much, right? But it's interesting to see because there is so much new. There is so much fresh. And I know everybody's excited because of that new and that freshness. My guy, Calvin Fitch, who made a bet with me and then paid up the bet, he saw me trying to catch a nap in the parking lot about an hour and a half before the show. And he goes, hey, man, I got to pay up this bet. So we came in here and talked a little bit. And that's what he said, too. He said, you know what? The past couple of years, you've been talked into being excited. You've been talked into it. 
You were talked into Carson Wentz being excited about that. You were talked into, I mean, really talked into being excited regarding Matt Ryan. This is something that you really don't have to be talked into because you saw the writing on the wall. You saw last year, you saw the circus that it was. You saw how miserable it was throughout the season. You didn't have to be talked into this. Literally, this is the first time since Philip Rivers. And the reason why you didn't have to be talked into Philip Rivers was because they came off a season in which your quarterback decided to hang it up for good and you got to eyeball Jacoby Brissett for the most part. So you didn't have to be talked into this. You're excited by it. I don't mind it. I mean, if people do end up going overboard, then so be it. But that's what it will be. It's the first time in a while, right? I mean, even if you want to see this team win, and I know that you do. I know everybody out there is sick and tired of losing. I'm right there with you on that. But even if you want to see this team win, you do understand that this not-so-casual reboot does feel good to you. And with OTAs officially underway and some video of throws with, you know, not playing against another team, you know, glorified practice, if you will, whatever. But again, this is something you did not have to be talked into. And uh, honestly, it seems as if a lot of you feel pretty good about that. Was that going loud? Was that coming off? Oh, was it? Oh, okay. I'm sorry about that. My bad. If I do that on Saturday night, I'll leave it and I'll go, hey, where's my audio right there? Holy crap. I'm talking to Dev, the engineer. Sorry about that. I'm back to you inside the lounge via YouTube Live. You're looking at my incredibly styled hair today. The same person that cut my hair decided to style it. As you know me, I rarely run a comb through it. I just kind of let it go. So you, can you tell it's been blow-dried a little bit? It's the first time somebody ran a blow-dryer through my hair, I think, since 1989. I believe that's the first time. 1989, I think I had a, a head of hair that was uh, blown dry then. This is like the first time. So you can check out the fabulously blown dry hair on YouTube Live right now, inside the lounge, doing that too. All right, Brent Halverson, Heaven Hill Distillery is here. Of course, the greatest spectacle in racing is on Sunday. We are counting down the days. You guys have asked, Dev, this is a question more for you. Are we going to have the camera live out in Pagoda Plaza tomorrow? There's some stuff to see, right? We need a, a ham- we, I think we need a camera on a tripod and a swivel. So we can move that thing around a little bit. But you have asked for cameras for those of you that are not going to be able to take part. And I do believe we're going to have cameras out there, which will be a blast. I believe every show is going to be out there. And you know what? That day is so meaningful. That day is so purposeful. That day is so exciting. And tomorrow with the weather, much like today, but just a little bit warmer, is going to be spectacular. We're going to have to fill up all the gaps. There is no national radio until well after my show tomorrow. So it starts at 7 a.m. with Kevin and Jake. And then I think, correct me if I'm wrong on this, because the dry erase board's not in front of me. I believe we've got Brendan King and Scott Agnes from 10 until noon. Brendan King and Jimmy Cook from noon until 3 and then I'll come on the air completely in the bag, and it'll be like three until whatever they say, uh, wait a minute, this is embarrassing. Maybe we should do something else. That's coming up tomorrow, all in Pagoda Plaza, as we look for you on this show 
and it is going to be spectacular. All day long, Carb Day 2023 is right here. And that will get us to the greatest spectacle in racing coming up on Sunday. Pre-race coverage begins at 6 a.m. I believe it's 107.5 and 90. Is it 107.5, 93.5, and 93.1? Or just 107.5 and 93.1? I believe it's those two. Anyway, we are going to give you the most coverage possible beginning at 6 a.m. coming up on Sunday morning. A lot of those robust storylines that we shall talk about. One of which we'll do coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Ed Carpenter is going to join us. He is the guy that runs ECR. He is a driver that has been chasing this race seemingly forever. He's a driver that I have consistently selected to win, and he has not. He's probably glad that I'm not going to select him this season, this year, for this race. But he's going to join us at the bottom of the hour, get some last-minute thoughts on he and his race team, and yet another Indy 500 for him coming up on Sunday. Colton Herta will join us coming up at the 4 o'clock hour as well. And then Mike Chappell will get us updated on the day of OTAs. What to be excited about? If there's any reason whatsoever to have just an ounce of concern, what have you, it is Mike Chappell who joins us coming up in the 5 o'clock hour today. But again, Eddie Sports Pub, it is a glorious day. We're live in Noblesville off of State Road 37. We would love to see you out here. As you well know, Brent Halverson, as he always is, with us. And our samples are a little bit more broad than just your normal samples. Think about this. What you think a sample is in terms of liquid, let's just say, hey, I'm going to get a sample of bourbon. And what you think times that by like 50. And then you'll be in the ballpark of what Brent Halverson makes sure everybody has a party when they are here. So Eddie Sports Pub until 6 o'clock. Tavern Tour stop for the month of May is ongoing. And with that, let's bring him in. Our betting analyst, Brent Halverson, is with us here at Eddie Sports Pub. Now, it's been a long time. I was here... I think maybe a couple of names ago. It was a couple of names prior to here before. Um, I have been here before. I think it was actually back when I was on the other station. But it's been the first time in a long time, and it feels right at home. It really does, buddy. Hey, happy uh, Tavern tavern Tour Thursday. Yes. Right? It's good to be here. And, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, great place up here. And, and Pat Powers, uh, who you had a chance to meet uh, one of the great That's guys. That's a good dude, man. One of the great guys in the industry. So I'm happy to be here. This is our first time up here, so... Looking forward to it. Uh, like you mentioned, we got some great samples to go around and uh, a lot of good stuff to talk about today, too. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Do you look into, as far as the numbers are concerned, the betting odds for drivers? I do a little and the bit. the Indy 500? This isn't as much as, you know, I mean, I, I've got a couple that I like that I'm yeah. just going to place. You know, they're, they're, it's, not, it's not like horse racing, right? You're not, you can't do some trifecta boxes and things of that nature, which I wish they would do that because that would make it a little bit more fun. Uh, but, uh, no, I've got a couple, a couple uh, drivers in there, but... You never know. Come come uh, Sunday, what's going to happen? You can answer this probably better than anybody else. Why haven't they and should they embrace the world of sports betting a little bit more? Because it's weird. I thought you would get more of that. But it doesn't seem like that this race has the interest in sports wagering that nearly everything else in this state has had. It really doesn't. And it's wild because it is the largest one-day sports spectacle in the yeah. world right like it's amazing how many people are going to be there how many people are going to be watching it um you would think and i and john i honestly i bet that does happen uh come down the road a little bit i think just to add a little bit more interest 
again, you can go on. You can you can bet, uh, you know, finish in the top three, top ten, things of that nature. But mix it up a little bit. Get some of those big payouts out there like you can hit, uh, like we hit on the uh, the derby, the, hit the trifecta. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I don't think it would ever be like that. But I just expected it at some point to be more than it has been. And I know, I think it was a year ago, and I don't think it was out there. I didn't look for it on Sunday when I was out there for poll day. But I thought they used to have some sort of Caesars booth or some Caesars advertisement out there. But it just doesn't seem like, I thought there would be a little bit more than what they've had because what they've had so far, at least interest-wise, and I feel as if we're like the pulse of it here. I mean, most of those people at Sports Wager probably listen to this show, care about what is said on this show or on our station, and you get very little reaction to it. And that does surprise me a tad. Maybe not overwhelmingly, but just a little bit. No, it does. And, you know, we, we actually, uh, in, in our uh, presence today, Mr. Tony Renz. I saw him back there. Here. Yeah, he's lurking. He'd be a good one to talk to. You know, he's got some of that good insight from the casino side of things. So, you know, and again, like you said, I, I, I don't know that it'll get as deep as we just talked there. But yeah. uh, I, you would think that it's going to pick up a little bit. And I think as sports gambling conti- just continues to grow, right? Like there's just everything that you can can imagine you can bet on these days. I think you're going to see a little bit more come into play uh, when you're talking about the Indianapolis 500, IndyCar racing in general, NASCAR, you know, things of that nature. Well, the one thing that we have noticed now that it's a necessity. You know, that revenue is a necessity across the board in sports now. It really and is. It, yep. it, it, it has become a necessity for us in the world of radio advertising. You certainly notice it when it's there, and you notice it two times that when it's not. So it has become a necessity, and I'm just kind of surprised that there hasn't been more interest on that. Now, I will occasionally get odds on drivers across the board. Somebody will drop that across my Twitter handle, but you just don't hear about it very much, and I guess you don't hear about it as much as I thought we might when this whole sports betting experience first got underway years ago. Yeah, you're right. But again, it's growing, right? It's continuing to grow. They're going to find ways to get more people involved. Yep. This being one of them, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, like I say, right now, you can you can bet, uh, you can pick the winner. You can bet top three finish, top ten t- finish, things of that nature. Uh, but think about, uh, you know, football games, right? You can bet on everything. Yeah. You can bet on on, on uh, Super Bowl. What color Gatorade is going to be dumped on the I'm coach, surprised right? you so. can't bet on OTAs, to be honest with yeah. you. If there's oh, yeah. Some video, if there's some video documentation, some video evidence of what goes on, I'm surprised that some de- degenerates out there don't end up betting on, like, OTAs or practice or something. That's how in-depth it goes. That's where it's going. That's right. Yeah. You know, there, uh, I, I did see something, uh, I don't know, a month or so ago. Uh, you're going to start to see a lot of women's sports really come around. Like, you can bet on WNBA, but yep. college basketball, it's been kind of just the tournament thing. You're going to start to see that happen more. I mean, and, and these sports books are getting involved with teams now, which that kind of blows my mind, right? Like, you're sponsored by it is weird. FanDuel or DraftKings. And then they're not allowed to do anything. Right. About, I mean, it is, it, is, it is a weird overlapping dynamic that it's like a lot of things. Like, it's weird for us to see. But it's stuff that we all better get used to because it's not going to go away anytime soon. It will probably just grow like a lot of things that we believe is weird. Television coverage. Television coverage is beyond weird right now. You're talking about what the NFL is doing and where we're going to be coming up in five, six, ten years now. I've always said ultimately it's going to be pay-per-view. Maybe it's going to be with streaming services. I don't know if you still – I'm assuming you'll still have to have some sort of linear television type of option, but at the same time, 
it seems like that that's where you're going, and they want to continue to raise the bar as far as what they get paid, and that's a way to do it. Well, look what was it was Peacock, right? That just yeah. signed the deal for yep. uh, I think it was the first or the wild card round, maybe or something yeah. like that for for NFL. You're going to start to see a lot more of that, right? These streaming services are getting a lot bigger. You know, we all know the dundrums of, 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 of cable TV and people going away from that. Do you have Peacock? Uh, I, I do. We do have Mystic Waters. I uh, don't have it at the house. I do not uh, have Peacock. I think I tried to sign up for Peacock one time. I believe it was the uh, U.S. Olympic team playing basketball somewhere. Where were they in the last Olympics? Yeah, and I tried to sign up for that while it was going on. And because I'm so stupid, it was such a huge pain in the ass. I got halfway through it. I think I watched like five minutes of what they gave you. They gave you that little tease, right? Here's five minutes of it. It's like moving right up to that nude scene in your favorite rated R film, and then all of a sudden cutting to commercial or, or, you know, dubbing it over or something like that. Oh, man, hell. That was the only time I've gone to it, and I haven't gone. I haven't uh, gone into the world of Peacock just yet. I think this, this uh, you know, announcement with yeah. him signing on, I think it's going to really do a lot of things, again, not only for them, but uh, streaming services in general. People paying that kind of money shows you what kind of money's involved in a, in a sport like the NFL, for example, it's, it's huge. Do you guys stream at your house? We don't. At we some don't watch po- much TV, though. So. At, at some point, I would have to ask people out there, too. You guys can hit me up at JMV 1070. At, at what point will most of us be either, I, I guess we can go as an option, but at what point, kicking and screaming, will we, I guess, be forced to go to streaming? It just kind of seems like that. It is all becoming more of a wider scope of at some point you're going to have to go to that. Like right now, I've said this before, Laney has a Roku stick in a room. So I go in a room and watch Pluto TV, and I can watch on a loop old Andy Griffith episodes, old Family Ties episodes, old Beverly Hillbillies episodes. So, I mean, when, when the Beverly Hillbillies episode where Jethro, they were trying to make him into a pitcher for the Dodgers with Leo DeRocher. Mr. Du Rocher is one of the greatest all-time meshed-together um, television shows and sports. I mean, it was awesome. And, and Jethro, had to, had, he had to throw a possum fat on his hands. He could only throw a possum fat. And they obviously, you can't dip your hand in possum fat to throw a baseball, so he couldn't do it. But I watch that on a stream basis all the time, stuff like that. But I don't think about it in terms of my sports. And I think at some point, we're all going to be looking at that. That's how they're going to get you, right? Yeah. That's how they're going to get you. When they start bringing yeah. in things, again, we don't watch a lot of TV. We don't have a lot of time. I watch a lot of sports, so that's really yeah. how I watch. So if they make that, that yeah. move because of sports, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to be right there with you. Um, I can't tell you the last time I saw the uh, episode of Beverly Hillbillies by chance. Mr. Probably, probably, probably 40 years ago, John. Yeah, I'm going to dip my hand in some possum fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's classic. He threw it like 112 miles an hour, and it had like uh, curly cue cuts. And, I mean, it, nobody could hit it. So Leo DeRocher was a part of it. I'm going to have to pull that up and check oh, it out. Oh, you got to check. You, sure. do. you can do that on YouTube right now. It is most excellent. They're out there playing golf and – and uh, the, the golf scene, as they're just kind of, kind of having fun, they're all out there playing golf, is classic right there. It really <laughs> is. great. I love it. It's uh, Brent Halverson with us. He's our betting analyst. Maybe um, look up 
let us know some of your odds on this race. What do you think? Because most people believe Alex Pillow is the odds-on favorite to win from the pole. Last time we saw a pole winner win the race was 2019. Simon Pagino. Simon Pagino was on the show yesterday, and he was calling his shot. I, and I know that a lot of you were listening, and you said, you know, I think you're making too much out of this. It's not so much his bravado as it is he's kind of joking with you. Um, I don't think it was bravado, but I do think it's his belief. I do think that yesterday when Simon Pagano was on with us, he believes that his car can win and get him the second Indy 500 win of his career. I don't think he would have said that in the fashion in which he did without that belief. Now, was he cocky and come right out and say it? You know, and as I mentioned, yeah, the bravado level, that wasn't there, but he certainly did call a shot. So Simon Pagino on the show yesterday, and if you missed it, 107.5thefan.com. I have Takuma Sato winning number three coming up on Sunday, but Alex Pillow from pole to win the last time that was done in 2019. And, Brent, I think most people out there think that uh, Alex Pillow was the odds-on favorite to win coming up on Sunday. And he is. That is, uh, you know, as far as the odds go, yeah. right? You're going to see him five or six to one, followed by Ward. He's going to be second, six, seven to one. And then my favorite, Scott Dixon. You know, he's, he's probably the third as far as, uh, as, far as the odds go. But yeah. I really like Scott Dixon a lot. Um, you know, then I'm going to bring up a, a, an old schooler, uh, not an old schooler, but, you know, he's been around a little while, uh, Will Power. He's my yeah. kind of like little dark horse to come in. And he's got some good odds at 18 to one. So. And then you got Tony Kanan's story, right? Like, there's going to be some love there. You know, it's uh, probably going to be the, the swan song. And How can you tell the good odds? Eyeballing those right now, how can you tell what you think is favorable to you? Is it just your opinion? Or do you look at the odds and say, well, this guy's talent outweighs that number that he's been connected with right now? You know, John, for IndyCar, it's really just kind mm -hmm. of what I'm kind of seeing more on a personal level, right? I don't, I don't dive into it much at all. Yeah. This will just be a kind of toy with it, have sure. some fun with it, have a little action on there. and. What's not, uh, you know, you got to have a little action, have a little fun, you know, make a little bit of money. But Let me uh, tell you this about action, though. That's the other thing we've all noticed. Action will make you pay more attention absolutely. to stuff that you never sure. thought you would pay attention to. Absolutely. And be, I mean, deeply rooted into it, like educate yourself in it and things you never would have thought you would. You know, and take like, you know, baseball, for example, the, uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll bet a, a lot against the Oakland A's because they've lost 40 games yeah. out of 50. Uh, but if they're playing a, a, a subpar team, you know what? I'm going to keep my eye on that because I got a little money on it, right? right? So that's right. why. And it, it makes it a little bit more exciting. Uh, you know, NFL is, is a great example. You know, you got a big set of games during the, the, the 1 o'clock games and you got the late games. There's just action to have action, right? So a Cleveland Brown game versus the, uh, uh, you, you know, the Saints or something. You're going to put some money on that, have a little fun with it, keep your eye on it. It's going to keep you tuned. So that's why, that's why I enjoy it. All right. Tell me all about what we got with Patrick here and Eddie's Sports Pub in Noblesville on a Tavern Tour stop Thursday. Eddie's Sports Pub. We'll get Pat to uh, come up, tell us a little bit yep. about some history of the place. But uh, big, big Heaven Hill account here, John. They've got, uh, they've got all the goods back there from all the Evan Williams lineup. One of the top Evan Williams fire accounts in the state. Uh, they've got Elijah Craig, Larson, you name it. They've got it back here. Come on out and let me uh, let me get you some samples. How about that? What's your favorite song with fire in it? Favorite song with fire in it? Fire on the Mountain by the Grateful Dead. Oh, my goodness. I wondered. How about Fire by the Ohio Players? How about Fire by the Pointer Sisters? How about Heaven's on Fire by Kiss? 
Uh, Just starting right there. Uh, yeah. yeah. No. Decent, decent. Yeah. You're still going. Yeah. About Johnny Cash, a little Ring of Fire. Ring no? of Fire will work right there. Your favorite fire song of all time with Evan Williams' fire. All right. Brent Alverson rejoins. Ed Carpenter is going to join us coming up at the bottom of the hour. Colton Hurd is going to be here in the 4 o'clock hour. Mike Chappell with an update from OTAs as well. How good things look. And those like Michael Pittman Jr. that were not there today for OTAs. Mike Chappell coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Spin the wheel while you're here. Tavern Tour Stop, month of May. Eddie's Sports Pub. We are in Noblesville. The stream, the app, inside the lounge via YouTube Live. Thank you very much for watching. 93.5 and 107. Find the fan. The Ride with JMV. and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, I am glad this lovely Thursday finds us in Noblesville off of State Road 37. Eddie Sports Pub, Heaven Hill Distillery, Brent Halverson Tavern Tour Stop, month of May. Uh, We just need you here, too, with the uh, hefty, if you will, samples from Halvey. Steve Simonson says, damn right, Halvey, fire on the mountain. I can't get anything past you guys, you deadheads right there, man. <laughs> anything, that's, anything that's deadhead is, is good. So. That's right. All good. There's You're nothing around. I like that. And nothing wrong with that whatsoever. <laughs> hey, quick shout out to the Romanac brothers, too. Jim and Sarah, I think I told you this before, Brent, they send me food every single Saturday night. They send me dinner every Saturday night um, downtown on the circle where I am for the JMV takeover. You could not find better folks than that, too. You were hanging out with them, were you? I, you know, I had the pleasure today, uh, had, had some lunch with uh, Jim and Mike both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and again, we, you know, we were just kind of catching up and talking. And you don't find any better guys no. than that. But what, what uh, you know, Jim and Sarah are doing every Saturday night, that's outstanding, man. That is, that is great. You know, that, that's been for a while now. Every, every Saturday, Saturday night. Right? That's wonderful, man. I'm trying to think when that started. I know they've been doing this for, for two-plus years. It may have been since I started. And see, I first started, I would stagger, and it wasn't every weekend. It was just, okay, can I do it? And it was before I knew how to, to work the equipment. And can, you know, the other, can, can back then Chris come in with me. Uh, but now it's every single Saturday night. And every single Saturday night, there it is. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's great. And, you know, again, great people. They, they are, you know, and these guys, they rock. And we were just talking about in this industry, right? It's a big uh, relationship business, yes. and, and those are two of the best. And, uh, you know, I'm honored to, uh, uh, to not only call them friends, but to uh, get to work beside them a little bit now. I mean, they're uh, selling Deep Eddie over at uh, RNDC, so Deep Eddie Vodka nice. is one of our wonderful brands, and those guys just absolutely just do great things. And, and again, we're not going to find better people. So Nope, and love me some Sarah, lot. too. Yep. So uh, she and uh, Romy just recently got married. So, yeah. I believe, right? You're looking at me like you didn't know that. I, I didn't know I, that. I hope I'm not speaking out of school. You're looking at me like you didn't. I believe. Yes, uh, they did. Don't. I think they came on the show and, yeah. Huh. Took a, yeah. Huh. Right. Well, I'll do some research. <laughs> Congrats, guys. <laughs> Robert, you're out there, man. I didn't, uh, I didn't know. You looked at me like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> it's like when I was saying, I was telling you this story off the air, and, and uh, I, I didn't want to say it. I'll say it sometime on the air. I just want to make sure I verify it before I say it on the air. That was the face of somebody that looked like I should have verified this off the air. <laughs> well, again, it had it meant very well good. I just didn't know. But, oh, I got, I got a text coming in hot right oh, now. Oh, here it comes. It. See? Oh. Yes. Yeah, they did I was right. 17 years. Yes. Wow. 
Well, uh, congrats, Romy. I didn't know, Romy, man. Romy and Sarah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Love Sarah. Oh, she's great. They're Back to that in just a second on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. He's a massive, massive fan of the show, as we are a massive fan of his. He is the head of ECR. That's Ed Carpenter Racing. Ed Carpenter joins us now. All right. You sound like you're in the wind. Where are we today? I'm out of the track still. Do I need to go get out of the wind, or is this acceptable? Nah, you're cool. You're out on the okay. you're out on the track right now. Well, I'm in the garage area. Oh, well, what are you doing? Just uh, today was what they call media day, so lots of pictures, lots of interviews with radio people that are here from all over the place, and they make us sign a bunch of stuff. So yeah, just getting finished up with that. You're my last thing of the calendar today so what a great way to end the day <laughs> ed carpenter's with us this is old hat to you right and this is has this, i know a lot of things have changed dynamically uh regarding this race but it kind of seems like everything leading up to was stuff like you're doing today that hasn't really changed very much is that true no i mean yeah really the, the i mean over the course of my 20 years there's been like some tweaks but for the most part the cadence of the month is is mostly the same so it's it's nice i'm a routine person in yeah. general i know you can appreciate that so it's, i can it's kind of nice just because the build up through the week you know i don't mind all the things we have to do because it's just the way it's always been and it's part of the preparation that's uh, ed carpenter is with us all right so passion was on with me yesterday and called a shot and i'll explain it in this context he was on yesterday and said I feel now like I felt in 2019. And he had mentioned a story in which he had called his shot to those around him in 2019. Now, I'm not going to ask you to speak to that, but I am going to ask you about a certain feel of confidence that you have. Um, is that that's something that you have had? Do you have it right now? Or is much like your routine, is it always kind of the same even keel pitch that you have going into the weekend for this race? Well, I mean, just because you have a routine doesn't mean you feel the same way. So, yeah, I mean, certainly there's there's years where you feel like you have something special more so than other years where it's been kind of a struggle. But, yeah, for, I'm not I'm not calling my shot. I feel I feel really comfortable, confident and relaxed, which to me is a good sign. Um, you know, I don't I'm not into manifestation necessarily. So. That kind of sounds like what he's doing, um, but I feel. Prepared, I think. I, I think. Yeah, he was somewhere between joking, but confident. If that makes sense to you. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, but I know what he's saying. I mean, you. There's years where you know it's going to be an uphill battle, you know, whether you say it out loud or not. And there's years where you know you've got a great opportunity. So I, I definitely feel like this is a year that we've got a great opportunity. So Ed Carpenter of ECR on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. All right, give me give me some of those reasons why you believe with you there's a great opportunity. And then on the other side, I'll ask you something different about some reasons of concern you might have going in. Let's start with the positive. What are some of the things you have seen out of you and your team that you really like going into this weekend? Uh, I think we've been really consistent over the whole, you know, going back to the open test until now through all the conditions we've run in, whether it's warm, cold, cloudy, sunny, hot track, cool track. You know, we, we've seemed to have 
you know, a solution for everything that is thrown at us. The cars are quick, and, you know, you just feel comfortable in the car. We haven't really been fighting any major problems, and, you know, things are going towards, you know, mostly towards the plan. On the other side, uh, some things that might have gotten your attention of concern going into this weekend. What might they be? I mean, nothing really. Uh, you know, the, the only things I really worry about at this stage are things that I can't control that are, you know, outside of, of you know, things that we can influence. You know, and that's, that's one of the tricky parts about this race always. Um, but for for what I can control, what what the team can control with our three cars, you know, I feel like we're, we've done a really good job. I, I feel like we're all prepared as a group or as a unit, you could call it, and individually. All right. Weather forecast, and obviously the weather in general, plays a huge role in that race on Sunday. I mean, it looks like that the weather forecast is going to be consistent and a little bit warmer than what we see, for example, today. What does the weather forecast on Sunday look like to you, and is it conducive to a lot of speed and a great race, at least in terms of the weather, Ed? Yeah, I mean, I think, well, yeah, the weather looks good. There's nothing I see that is going to be a showstopper. Um, But, yeah, I think that as far as, what it looks like for the entertainment, you know, I think it's going to be a good day. It's going to, right now it's looking like it's going to be fairly warm, but cloudy, which I think will help everyone. I don't know if that's what's best for me or not, but I think it'll, it'll be more conducive to, you know, good racing, more passing, you know, anytime it's sunny and the track temp gets hot, it gets more difficult for us and for the cars and tires to, to be at their best performance. So, you know, it'll, it'll make things more interesting. I think. Ed Carpenter, ECR, he's the head of Ed Carpenter Racing on the Eddie Morrow Automotive Group Hotline. I want to talk about your teammates, too, for a moment. And Renus VK obviously has been outstanding since his arrival. Where, where is he right now? Where is that car and, and that particular group right now, his crew, uh, compared to what you have seen in the past? He looks, I mean, really, he did. He looked as good as anybody out there over the weekend. How, how do you size <laughs> he and his crew up going into Sunday? I mean, he's going to be a factor. You know, I, I think all three of us can be factors. You know, he's he's in the best position starting starting up front. Um, anytime you're on the front row, it makes your job a lot easier. Connor and I have a lot of work to do to, to put ourselves in position to be at the front to win this race. You know, Renus just have to, has to stay there, um, you know, which is, you know, it can be equally, equally as hard, but it's, it's more simple, um, you know, so I think he's in a great spot and, you know, he's got a lot more experience than, than the previous times that he's has been in that spot. So, you know, I think he'll be a factor. Yeah, this may be stupid and, and be a non-factor, but I'm, I'm kind of curious about it anyway. And I want to get into to Connor Daly with you, too. But does it put more pressure on you and, for example, Connor, because you guys are from here? Um, I don't, I mean, I, I, you'd have to ask him that. I don't think it does. I mean, I feel, I feel a lot of support, a lot of love and a lot of motivation. So I don't, I I think I get energy from that more so feeling pressure from that because, you know, I've, I've been through a lot of good times and bad times around here and I've never felt anything but support. So, you know, to me, it's all good. I didn't know if you felt like, you know, I'm from here. 
And I need to you know, kind of, for lack of a better description, defend the flag, if you will. You know what I mean? You know, this is my, yeah. this is my common I guess, ground. I, I want to defend this. I guess I feel there's no more pressure I'm going to feel from anywhere than, than what I put on myself. So, you know, I guess I, that's why I don't feel pressure from the outside. As far as Connor is concerned, he was on the show yesterday talking about how excited he was about his situation. How has he looked, according to you, especially going back to last weekend? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's I think he's been really good. You know, obviously, Connor and I both wanted to qualify a little better. He was probably more frustrated than I was after qualifying. And, you know, I was like, look, we've, we've got great cars. Like, qualifying, you know, maybe we didn't qualify as well as Renus, but – you know, I think all, all of our cars have been really strong the whole time we've been here. And, you know, I think there's there's been days where each of us have better days than the other. But on a on a whole, we've all been really strong and really happy. And that's the most important thing. You know, Con- Connor started kind of in this area the past couple of years and has led laps both years. So, you know, he, he knows that he can get up there. He's done it before. The team's done it before. So, uh, you know, I don't see any reason why... Renus, Connor, myself, you know, I think we should all have a ton of confidence based on the work that, that the team and us individually put into it. All right. You got time to go watch a little bit of Brian Adams set with me tomorrow? Um, I don't know. I got to I gotta ask Bree. She, she tells me where I'm going, but I'll, I'll do my best to stop by yeah. and yeah. see you act a fool. Because I'm going to try to get out over there. You know, I normally go until 6. I'm going to try to get out over there by... 5.30, I've never seen Brian Adams, and as far, for me, as far as Carb Day Entertainment's concerned, this is, this is where, I mean, I, I've never seen him. I want to add that to my resume. I'm really excited about that tomorrow, so I mean, if, you, yeah, I, if you get time, I'd love show. to get you out there. I heard the show when you had him on, so I know you're excited for it. Um, and, yeah. it and it made me more excited for him to be here, too, to be honest. Like, that was a good interview. Is he, um, is he somebody you would have listened to, or is he a little bit generationally? Did you kind of miss out on that a little bit? Now, again, he had songs of the 90s, but to me it was the better songs of the 80s that I pay attention to. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I've heard I've heard his hits. You know, I wouldn't say he was someone that I just, like, speak out to listen to, but, you know, he's obviously got enough songs that just culturally you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's always it's always a fun day, so – I'm always excited to, to get done, kind of see it start to get crazy, and then duck out before it gets too wild. Well, you can also, we can walk over. I, I think they're having a uh, block party over in Speedway. We can do that on Main Street. You up for that? So you're, you're doing all this tomorrow? I might, yeah. Now, again, I'm, I'm a big talker. I may end up just going home. <laughs> well, let me, know, let me know where you end up if I don't see you over in the plaza. Yeah, I'll let you know. I'll let you know either Brian Adams or we'll go over. Like, our friend Clayton Anderson is playing over on Main Street for the block party tomorrow evening. And I thought I'd run over there and uh, check him out for a couple minutes. And if you want to go, I'll hit you up. That'll for sure be a good time because I've never not had a good time with Clayton. No, there's no doubt about that. He'll show you a good time. Now, he may bring us up on stage to sing Friends in Low Places, if you don't mind. So that may happen. Yeah, no, I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> All right, buddy. Man, go get it coming up on Sunday. And, uh, yeah, keep in touch. Let me know about tomorrow, and uh, we'll see if we can't get together and go check out a couple of different things tomorrow out there. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on.
You got it. Ed Carpenter, ECR on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. That is a fantastic dude right there, everybody. And I think you're well aware of that. So, well aware of that. Good dude. You know, it's funny. They asked for my predictions a little bit earlier. Nick downstairs in digital did. And I said, my heart is always with Ed. I love the way that Pagano called this shot yesterday. But my, my brain, which... You know, I don't know how much confidence I should have in that. My brain says Takuma Sato. So I went with Takuma Sato. Quick break. We'll come back. Tavern Tour stop is in Noblesville today. I see a lot of familiar faces. Colton Herta coming up at the top of the hour. You got to stop by here, spin the wheel. Uh, we've got major samples for you from Heaven Hill Distillery. Brent Halverson rejoins Colton Herta on the show. And OTA's underway with the Colts. We'll get an update in the 5 o'clock hour with Mike Chappell, as we always do. Again, Tavern Tour Stop, month of May. We're in Noblesville at Eddie's Sports Pub. It's 93.5107 by the fan. The Ride with JMV. Bullish Brands hanging and banging with you until the 8 o'clock hour. Coming up, we have artists such as Living Color and the Fine Young Cannibals right now. Here's Roxette, The Look, 89.9 W-R-O-L. 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. Ah, everybody, that's JMV 88 right there. JMV 88 when, as a freshman at Vincennes, the leader of the communications program should have said, man, here's a shovel. Go find something else to do. What are you doing here? Why are you here? You've got a southern Indiana draw. You've got a lisp. What in the world's happening here? How do we let you on the air? Did you hear yourself talk up that rock set song? JMV 88 right there. Brent Halverson is here with me right now. I'm JMV. Thank you for joining us inside the lounge via YouTube Live. I see you guys lurking in there. I do have to question uh, why you guys aren't here, uh, but that's cool. I do see you. Thank you very much for joining us inside the lounge via YouTube Live. I just pointed my massive finger. I wish my fingers were actually as big as the way that it looks right now via YouTube Live. If you want to get in there, the conversation is going on. Watch, listen, participate inside the lounge via YouTube Live. A lot of our friends are here right now. Jim McCann in Southern California made the appearance here. Awesome. Ross and Alicia are here. I see Jimmy is here. Matt is here. And it is a great time at a tavern tour stop in May. Eddie's Sports Pub as Brent Halverson rejoins right now. Well done with the selection, man. Well you know, done. Isn't this great? I mean, being able to come to great places like this, and again, we've, we've had the pleasure of, uh, over the past five or so years, uh, visiting a lot of wonderful places, but to come to a new place, especially a place up here in Noblesville, and, and Mr. Pat Powers, who we'll talk to here shortly. Again, you don't find a better guy, and it's good to be able to uh, be able to have a little time to sit down, chat with him, and uh, hear a little bit more about the place. I think that's a great call. We'll do that coming up at the bottom of the hour. Colton Hurd is going to join us coming up next. Uh, we also have 5 o'clock hour. i got to get you updated on the OTAs because a lot has been made about the OTAs. And, again, will people be going overboard? Yes. But at the same time, you can kind of understand because everybody is excited about this. Everybody wants to see the maturation the evolution, if you will, of their now 21-year-old rookie quarterback, the fourth selection overall in the last month's NFL draft. So that's why I do get that. I don't think it's going overboard. That's just from people that have been on board 
with this reboot that we're seeing right now. Mike Chappell gets us all updated coming up as well. You can come by here and spin the wheel. Join us with all of our friends at Eddie's Sports Pub. We're in Noblesville off of State Road 37, Brent Halverson, Heaven Hill Distillery. The samples are a flowing an hour two with Colton Herda and more coming up next. It's 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Wow. I don't know what to say. I guess, wow. I guess the only thing I can say is I'll promise to keep rocking and rolling and making better films. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. I think I love the fact that Graham and James back at the studio are digging up some of those old school re-entries with Dirk Diggler accepting his porn award right there. That's awesome. Well done. Best male performer, 1977, Dirk Diggler. Love the old school stuff right there. Hey, we're live. It is a tavern tour stop. Month of May, everybody. And we're in Noblesville off of State Road 37 at Eddie's Sports Pub. They have fantastic food here. And I mentioned this before. They had me with Sloppy Joe. The Sloppy Joe on the menu. People say the Sloppy Joe is what you want. I'm a big-time fan of loose meat, loose meat sandwiches here. So the Sloppy Joe was on the menu. They have hand-breaded tenderloins, hand-breaded chicken tenders. You know, I know my guy Calvin Fitch, who delivered on a bet a little bit earlier, and I had a beer with before we started the show. Calvin Fitch, great listener, who is out of Kokomo as well, told us all about the the wings here. So it is fantastic to be at Eddie Sports Grill. I just want to see you up here. Whenever you get that opportunity, get off work or whatever, join us for this tavern tour stop at Eddie Sports Grill, and you will thank me later. I'm thinking about going ahead and just getting dinner for the entire crew up here later on tonight. Eddie Sports Grill. That's uh, State Road 37. We are in Noblesville. All right, Ed Carpenter just joined us. If you missed that conversation, that is 1075thefan.com. Doug Wiggins in the house right now, too. I'd mention this to, um, to Ed, and this is not a part of what we're doing, but I just know because last week Clayton Anderson told me all about it when I saw him down in Franklin that – there is a block party going on in Speedway, I think, after Carb Day coming up tomorrow. And I'm going to slide over there and uh, see a little bit of Clayton Anderson coming up tomorrow. I'm going to see if we can't get Ed to go over there with us for a little bit tomorrow as well. But it's always very good, very enlightening. And I don't think I'd ever ask the question, because I know I didn't yesterday of Connor Daly. I don't think I've ever asked the question of Ed about being from here. Right? I mean, being from around here, growing up around here, if that puts any more pressure on you for this event. And, you know, I, I probably was the wrong way to phrase it when I said, you know, do you feel like you're kind of de- defending, you know, the flag? And there's no flag to defend. Um, I just was paraphrasing what I felt was, all right, it's almost like it's your home turf. All right, you feel like this is your home race. It's a race for everybody. But you feel like it's your home race. Do you feel like you're defending that? Um, and it was an interesting answer that Ed gave a little bit earlier. Also, it was really interesting when talking about somebody in terms of Simon Pagino, a former winner, was on the show yesterday. Of course, he won back in 2019. He went from the pole to the win and said he had called his shot before the race in 2019. He called a shot to people around him, and he had never shared that story on the air until yesterday, but had uh, shared that story 
with uh, his friends and, uh, you know, friends in the paddock and other drivers and such. And he had said he feels the same way right now. And I asked him, so are you calling your shot? And he said, now, it was lighthearted. So it was somewhere between, yeah, you know what? I have a great deal of belief in this car, my team, and his talent, and the fact that I have won this before, and then also being lighthearted. So it was somewhere between that. But he did call his shot yesterday. And, yeah, that's, that's easier said than done. And the reason why I brought that up is because the odds-on favorite is Alex Pillow, who was working from the pole. And, of course, Simon Pagino did that back in 2019 with that particular win. If you missed Ed a little bit earlier, Simon Pagino from yesterday, that podcast is up there, 1075thefan.com. I mentioned to Ed, too, you got Brian Adams, Soul Asylum coming up tomorrow. That is the Carb Day Entertainment And I don't know this for sure, and I would have to look it up. I don't think Brian Adams will have a show until he plays here tomorrow. I think there's certainly not a show tonight. So given the fact that the legendary Tina Turner passed away yesterday, and he has a notable hit from his album Reckless in 1985 with Tina Turner called It's Only Love. And he does that anyway at his live shows. That's normally on the set list. I would expect a little something even more special in honoring Tina Turner coming up tomorrow. That's my expectation out there. So, again, I believe 4 o'clock is what they said for Soul Asylum. Seems like it's pushed back just a little bit. Soul Asylum... Four until five, I thought, and then 5.30 until seven, Brian Adams. And this is just not me from a standpoint of kind of growing up and liking Brian Adams a great deal. But this, this is a really good show. I know a lot has been made. People have made fun of carb days in the past. I mean, hell, going back to last year. Remember Kings of Chaos and Rick, Rick Springfield? Or This to me... I mean, this, he is on or about ready to embark on a major nationwide tour. This is a big deal right here. And he's playing big arenas. You know, he is playing the, the arena, the who's who arenas like Cambridge Fieldhouse across the nation. So this is a big deal. I think it's going to be made even more special given the circumstances and the loss of the great Tina Turner at the age of 83 yesterday. So, again, tomorrow and Carb Day and that concert, I know you're saying, well, you're just trying to sell it. I I shouldn't have to sell it. I mean, it should be obvious to you. It's going to be entertaining as hell. And, again, tickets available at IMS.com if you so desire. But you should because it should be absolutely fantastic coming up tomorrow. And, again, we're going to be live in Pagoda Plaza beginning with Kevin and Jake at 7 a.m. We have a special two-hour show they will uh, cover up whoever is sitting in for Mike Greenberg tomorrow, which it's every day, but whoever is tomorrow, they'll cover that up and go with local programming, which is an absolute great call by the higher-ups with us. So I believe that's going to be Brendan King and Scott Agnes. And then you're going to have Brendan King and Jimmy Cook out there. And this is all a stage at Pagoda Plaza. It is awesome. And then I'm going to go ahead and crank the volume up to 10. When I get out there, we build the pyramid, we take drinks, Nicole and Harley D bring the jello shots, the snake pit juice from Brian Calvert is going to be there. It is going to be what it normally is in Pagoda Plaza for us, an absolute blast. But it starts at 7 a.m. 
and it goes with me from 3 until 6. That is all coming up tomorrow. A full day of coverage from Pagoda Plaza out at IMS in front of the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500. All that and more coming up tomorrow. It is going to be a great day. I mean, there's a reason why we look so forward to it. And when we see the weather forecast, you get excited. Tomorrow's going to be glorious. Saturday's going to be glorious. Sunday's going to be glorious. But it really is a kickstart to the weekend coming up tomorrow. Carb Day. And again, those tickets available still at IMS.com. I would love to see everybody go out there and see that show and make that thing huge. Because I promise you, you guys are going to have a blast with this. You will thank me later for this. And again, on Sunday, 6 a.m., we start myself and Tony Katz of WIBC. It's 107.5 The Fan and 93 WIBC coming up at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. until 11 we go coming up on Sunday with your pre-race coverage. And that, of course, follows the JMV takeover Saturday, 6 until whenever it's time to go. And I know it's time to go whenever you guys stop calling. So whenever you stop calling... That's when I will bail, but if I need to go all night until I have to go out there and be all with Tony, then I will do that. And you know it's extra special. It's a no-slow weekend, so we crank that thing up to a 10 on Saturday night. That's B105.7. And the all-request Saturday night JMV takeover, of course, for race day weekend. B105.7 coming up on Saturday night. Colts of the OTAs. We'll get to that, too. The hits and the misses that we saw earlier today. The vantage point of Mike Chappell coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. And, you know, really the interest level in this that we haven't seen in a long time. And as I mentioned at the outset of the show, you had to be sold a year ago on Matt Ryan. You know how that turned out. You had to be sold a year prior to that on Carson Wentz. We know how that turned out. This is really the first time that you haven't had to be sold. It seemed like everybody has, for the most part, been on board with them rebooting, going with a young quarterback, and you were all in about wanting to know every single throw, every single decision that he makes. We'll get to that. Michael Pittman Jr.'s wife was in labor, so Michael Pittman Jr., the wide receiver, he did not practice today. We'll talk to Mike about that. And the other question is something I brought up the other day about whether or not you got two big questions and extensions. You get Jonathan Taylor and you get Michael Pittman Jr. Who is most important? Who is an absolute? Now, again, I think they're both going to be extended. But let's just say, for example, you can only do one. You can only extend one. Who would that be? Now, unfortunately, I kind of view it this way. I kind of view it as what Chris Ballard likes. So then you would know that it would be Jonathan Taylor. But you also have to factor in that the young quarterback needs as many weapons as possible. So everybody that gets caught up and locked up into, well, he's not a number one, he's a number two, squash that for a moment and then think about how much this 21-year-old rookie quarterback is going to need receivers in the future to develop. How much he's going to need at all. I don't even think they're prepared for it right now. But how much they're going to need in it all when answering that question. Now, if you had to pick one, Jonathan Taylor, and obviously you don't. But if you did, Jonathan Taylor or Michael Pittman Jr.? 
Get your thoughts. Mike Chappells, who was out at OTAs today, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. You can spin the wheel. Have a great time here. Tavern Tour Stop is at Eddie's Sports Pub. We're in Noblesville today. Meantime, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, very young driver, 23 years of age. We'll talk about a lot of other things he does away from the track in a moment, which includes being a drummer of an indie punk band, which I think is really cool. But it's all about racing right now, and we'll bring on board somebody who's had a great deal of success at a very young age so far in really a lot of things. Colton Herta joins us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Hey, Colton, thanks for the time. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. How are you? A week leading up to the 107th running of the Indy 500. How has it been? I know that you're doing a lot of stuff today. It's community day out there, but uh, how is the week leading up for you? How has it been in the past? How is it right now? Uh, It's it's busy, um, but it's a good thing. You know, obviously we have a lot of media obligations, um, but then obviously the most important bit is spend a lot of time trying to to look over everything as much data as we can to be best prepared so um yeah i'd say 50 50 mixture both of those things is it good colton to have something that will take you away momentarily from that data from thoughts on the race you know everything you have to do once you know sunday comes here is it good for those fleeting moments to take you away from that or do you always want to remain focused on it I think it's hard to not remain focused on it. Um, you know, even even talking now, uh, I'm still kind of rambling in the back of my mind about thinking about the race and, and different strategies that we can take. How quickly do you forget about stuff? For example, uh, you're in row seven, right? And I'm sure that there's a lot of work that you and your team want to do, you and your crew want to do. How, how quickly do you move on? Um, I mean, it, it depends. It's easy to move on when you have a race. So it's uh, easy to move on, right? If we have a, like, if we have a bad Indy 500 here, um, you know, you have a race right, right after the next weekend. So it, it makes it that makes it easier. The hard part about moving on is if if you have a bad race and it's like the last race of the season, or you have a three week gap after, um, because really, you know, in this series, you're only as good as your last result. So yeah, it's it's funny too. We we talk a lot of football and you know a lot of basketball and stuff, and everybody always suggests, hey, you know what? If, if there's a bad play, a bad moment, you got to move on. It's drastically different for you guys, right? I mean, you and your team. It's not something that you could just momentarily move on from often. No, it's not. Um, yeah, it's not like we have we have team practice the next day or or you know something like that. Um, a lot of the time you have, you have meetings afterwards, just reviewing everything. Um, so you know it's it's something that it's it's hard to kind of get past because it's it's not something that you can just get right back into and and get your mind off of it. Colton Herta joins us. How was your weekend overall this past weekend out at IMS? Um, it was not great to be honest. You know, obviously this is. 21st is my second worst starting spot. Um, you know, last year we, we blew an engine, so we had to start round 26th. But before that, I haven't started worse than 10th. So usually it's been um, a pretty good area, a strong suit for, for this team, and, and we just missed it a little bit this year. But the most important thing is, is we made the race and we're in it. And, um, you know, 500 miles is a long way. So I, I, I would imagine your life is a little bit easier starting up front, but I don't think it makes too much of a difference. If you have a good car, um, you'll get up to the front. Do you uh, find reasons why and solutions to that weekend wasn't great for you and your team? No, because we haven't really looked at it because we've been, you know, obviously you, 
your qualifying Saturday, Sunday, and then you have practice Monday. So you kind of get right back into sure. into it and just focus on the race. Um, that'll be something probably more towards the off season um, or in the next you know few months that that we'll have to get into just because of how hectic the schedule is right now it's kind of back to back to back events and and stuff always happening so um yeah we'll we'll have a look at it but it probably won't be for a little while do you like the qualifying and poll day format that you just went through it is yeah it's my favorite favorite day in indycar racing um it's, it's something special about qualifying for Indy and the speed that you have and the limit that you have to drive the car on um, with such little downforce and little stability at 240 miles an hour. That's just exhilarating. It is amazing, too, when you think about you know going for the pole or pole day at Indy. And you think about that in terms of, you know, other, you know, racing forms, whatever. There's nothing that holds a candle to just how incredibly dramatic the race for the pole is at Indy as it was this past weekend. Right. And I guess to put it into perspective, the Indianapolis area, it's it's something like 85 percent of the streets are signed at 45 miles an hour or lower. So if you imagine it, we're going close to another 200 miles an hour faster than that. Uh, <laughs> it really kind of puts it into perspective how fast uh, that we're allowed to go. Wait, wait, wait. I almost think that there's a point you're making here about all these speed limits being 45. Is there a little bit of a point there? That's pretty funny, man. <laughs> no, it's, it's just, uh, just a good stat. <laughs> That's awesome. Colton Erna joins us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. You're still incredibly young, yet you are experienced in IndyCar and certainly experienced at the greatest spectacle in racing. Uh, what have you learned the most over these years? And, uh, you know, how are you now going into it compared to, for example, the first time you're a part of it? Um, I mean, I definitely know a lot more. I, I know what to expect a bit more than, than my rookie year, obviously. Still always evolving and, and always getting better. Even for a guy like like Elio, he's still finding new tricks and he's won the race four times. So it's um, it is a very interesting sport where you're kind of always evolving and there's always things to learn um, and improve on. So definitely more experience and, and ready for it quite a bit more than than the last few years. And um, I'll probably say that for for the years to come too. Are you more patient now? Does um, does experience bring patience? with this I think, uh, maybe a little bit i think you understand that you can be a little bit more patient um i think it's a hard thing to kind of tell yourself while you're driving um so i, I would say yes in theory um although it's a hard thing when you're when you're going that fast and you're all amped up to be like hey you can slow down a little bit and, and calm down for a little bit yeah, I it, you know, I think, and that's something, especially out there, how important is experience at Indy compared to experience on any other course you're a part of? Well, it's a lot bigger than any other track because of how much time you spend on it. Um, you know, a normal weekend, it's a one, or sorry, a two or three day event. Most of the time, three days practice and, and qualifying Friday, then Saturday, and then the race on Sunday. Whereas here, Obviously, the the timeline has been cramped down to what it used to be, but we're still, you know, hours and hours and hours of of practice compared to the other places. You know, you practice for basically two weeks. 
Yeah, and, and it, it's unbelievable, the preparation. And, man, it is just so much focus on, you know, this one month in this case or these two-week periods in one year to make sure you're at your best. And Colton Hurd of Andretti Autosports on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. I know that you lean a lot and, and certainly have with, with your dad in mind to give you advice. Um, as a current driver, who do you lean on the most? Who would be giving you the most advice uh, that you're competing against out there coming up on Sunday? Who comes to mind? Um, competing against nobody, but luckily we have teammates that that kind of help us out. Um, well, I'm you know, assuming you compete talking. against them ultimately, so yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So it's really, um, I guess that the best guys is you know probably Elio or Marco Andretti. They obviously have huge amounts of experience here, um, many many races. I think this is Marco's 18th, and I don't know about Elio. It's probably his 60th or 61st. Um, He's been here for for a long time, so um, no, it's, it's, it's great to have guys that have been here forever. Um, obviously, Elio, four-time winner, uh, one of four, so it's um, yeah, he, he obviously knows a lot about this place and, and how to win here. You feel like you could drive anything? It's, it's been said all the time, and for the most part around here, it's always been said about Tony Stewart. Colton, for example, Tony Stewart, he can drive anything. You feel like you can drive and, and win with anything if you're in a, any part of a race, anything at all? I think to a certain degree, yes. Um, you know, I think if you were to put me in a cup car on Sunday and said go win the race, it would be unrealistic for, for I think, every driver in the world. But, um, you know, given enough time and enough practice, I think, yeah, I could I could hold my own. I'm not suggesting at all that you have any interest in going, but as a driver, would do you have interest in what it would feel like to be in a cup race? Because I know that you do with F1. We all know that, but would do you have like interest in what it would be like to be in a cup race? I, I, yeah, I would love to try a cup car. Um, you know, they're obviously probably the furthest away from an Indy car that you could get as far as driving-wise um, and driving style. So I think it would be really interesting to see what the difference is. I have a lot of respect for those guys. So I think they're they're very good at what they do, um, and I would love to uh, to try it at, at some point. You know, maybe do a Daytona 500, um, and and that's probably one of the easier ones to get into. I think if you were to hop in and go to a place like Michigan or Kansas or um, you know more so maybe these mile and a half tracks yeah. that that take a lot more skill and technique, um, it would be a, a lot more difficult. Have you let this be known? Has there ever been any dialogue about trying to get you in a race? Um, you, no, not 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 really. You know, I think it's a it's a tough thing. I'll probably have to wait. Obviously, to run Honda engines and um, supported by them, which which yeah. they don't run a fast car. So, um, yeah, I I think you know Honda's usually pretty good about if if there's a really good opportunity for us to do a one off at some point. Um, they would they would let us, but there are two big no nos. You can't race in a Chevy because obviously we compete against them in IndyCar, um, and then I wouldn't be able to race in a Toyota because it's another Japanese car manufacturer. Yeah, well, I mean, at, 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 okay. At some point, do you think you will participate in a a cup race? I would love to try. I would love to try one at some point. Um, it, it's very interesting to me. I think. If I were to do one, at least to start out with, I would like to try to do a super speedway or a road course. I think that would be the best way to get comfortable. Um, you know, because I think if I if I went to a place like Martinsville or, or like I said before, like any of these mile and a half, Vegas, Kansas, 
um, I think it would be very, very steep learning curve just to do do it on the first go. So I, I would love to do one at some point. So what happens first, Colta, or Colton, you in a cup race or your band at Coachella? What happens first? <laughs> I would imagine me in a cup race. <laughs> Uh, um, what your, your band? Not your your band can get to Coachella, right? You're still drumming for your band. Uh, I I am, but it's slowed down because I moved away from from LA or spent a lot less time in LA now, um, which is where where we are all based. Um, so it it kind of it takes the racing is obviously the most important thing, and that takes a hold of pretty much eight months out of the year for for me. Um, and, and in those four months, I, I get a little bit of time off to, right. to hang out and play some music. So that's on the back burner for, for the moment. But um, yeah. The Zibs, right? The Zibs, your indie Correct. punk rock band. So um, that is it. Original, originals or covers? And, and who, if you cover, who do you cover? We do not play covers. We only play oh. originals. Well, hell, okay then. There's nothing wrong with that. Who, would, you if go. you were going to play a cover, who would it be? Like, what what bands do you go? Oh, all right, I like that. I, I like what they do. Um, I would love. I, I really like like the Arctic Monkeys. Um, okay. Strokes. Um, they're both of them are are fairly basic on on drums, and they have a really good tone, and I really like their music. So I didn't know if you go, you know, obviously you're incredibly young, if you kind of grassroots like the Ramones or something like that for you guys. No? I love them too, but those those guys, are, they, they they made some very basic songs. Uh, <laughs> it's known for knowing four chords, right? So, yeah. Uh, maybe something a little bit more eccentric, but. Um, who knows? I love it. All right. Well, the Zibs, we're going to see you in a cup car before we see the Zibs at Coachella. So there you go. We'll see. Hey, man, the best of luck coming up on Sunday in the race. You're always a pleasure to have on here, and uh, we'll do it again very soon, Colton. I thank you. All right. I appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. Colton Herta right there, Andretti Autosport, road number seven on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. A little bit more background. The Zibs, that's a uh, indie punk rock, ba- a rock band of his in which he plays the drums. And it sounds like that he is incredibly interested in ending up at some point in a cup race. We shall see. Quick break. Back with you. 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Ahoy, Ploy. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. So the Celtics win tonight in Game 5, right? Push this to a game six on Saturday. So I'm just, I'm doing this in terms of Shaquille O'Neal. So DJ Diesel's going to be out in the snake pit on Sunday. So DJ Diesel's got tonight in Boston on location. More than likely with the Celtics win in Miami on Saturday night. And then a red eye to Indy to be DJ Diesel. And then maybe back to Boston for a game seven maybe dj diesel by the way that's in the snake pit coming up on sunday dj diesel and that edm i think cascade is one of the uh, edmers that might be in there i'm not even going to ask brent harverson if he knows who that is because i know he won't <laughs> because diesel he, i've got because he uses electricity DJ Diesel and Cascade and others inside the snake pit. Uh, shout out to Colton Hurd. Anybody else 
get the impression that Colton Herta really does want to run at a cup race. I mean, that's the thing that stood out, right? He basically said, hey, I want to run Daytona. I want to run in a cup race. He was fairly adamant about doing that. Colton Herta, if you missed it, the podcast, 107.5thefan.com. Mike Chappell from OTA is coming up at the top of the hour again. It is meaningful because everybody wants to know how the quarterback is doing. Everybody wants to diagram, break down every pass, every decision. Just the way that it is. Mike Chappell joins us at 5 o'clock. We'll talk about that. But we're live here at Eddie Sports Pub, Noblesville Tavern Tour Stop. It is the month of May. Brent Halverson rejoins. And our guy Patrick is here as well. Pat, thanks for having us oh, thanks on for this glorious day. It is great to be back. I don't think I've done a show here since it was a, a different name well back. I think I was at a different station, and this place was a different name. Well, let, let's not then. make it uh, that long. No, let's not. Do, yeah, let's absolutely yeah. do it. So let's talk a little bit about the place, too. It's a joint tavern tour. We call them joints, too. Absolutely. Tell us about the joint. Yeah, we're a, we're a quintessential local pub. I mean, our regulars drive our business. Uh, we love them here. Um, you know, we have a, a, you know, standard pub food, yep. but we do it really, really well. Our breaded tenderloin, I would put that up against any other tenderloin in the city, bar none. Uh, like you mentioned earlier to, uh, today, the Sloppy Joe. I mentioned it all huge, day yesterday, too. Huge favorite I'm here. such a loose meat fan. Oh, it brings us back <laughs> to our childhood, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> it really. does. Now, now is it, you, you uh, put cheese on that, too? or You can. There's you a lot can. of people that put a, a little slice of American cheese right on uh. the top there, melt it on there, but those are all made to, made to order. And it's a sandwich. We got fed a manwich back then. This is not. This is better than a manwich. Remember the manwich? Oh, 100%. I mean, your, my your dad, mom, your my mom, dad loved your mom the manwich. Your mom your manwich, right? All the time. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Manwich. Yeah. No, that, I mean, it's a little spicy, a little sweet. And that's a home game performance go. right there it for is. me. Right 100%. There. Yeah, I have to have a home game. Oh, you have yeah. nice bathrooms, by the way. I, I think I, I could probably almost do a road game here. It's pretty close. <laughs> I tell you what, as, a, as somebody that runs a bar, that's something that I worry about all the time. Do you really worry time. about that? I, I mean, really, I think I should be the foremost authority of that. So if you ever need any advice, I, because I'm the most, no pun intended, anal of anybody well, I, when it comes to that. Then, yes. You know what? Then I really appreciate <laughs> What so you I just thought, said. yeah, I think I almost could play a road game that's here, Brent. Super uh, nice, and Brent good. knows by oh, being yeah, with me, absolutely. that's not a lot of places. Uh, well, thank you very much, <laughs> really. Right. Go ahead. No, Love yeah, it. and, and Pat, it's, it's an awesome pleasure to be up here, man. And you and I have had a, a pleasure of knowing each other for many years. And very long go time. Go back, which is so it's great to see. And, and I'll, you know, I'm going to toot your horn here a little bit. Um, what not you've done much. up here, man, has been outstanding. So uh, this is great, and it's fun to be able to. Uh, get the band back together a little yeah. bit up here. Yeah. And, and again, what you've done, hats off to you. Man. Well, I appreciate that. And you know what? I, I, you know, I, I can't take all the credit. Really, our best asset here is our staff. Nope. I Absolutely. mean, really, I have no turnover. People don't go anywhere. No, they, they love all of our regulars. We get along. We have a great time here playing the jukebox, watching our favorite uh, sports teams, eating some good food and, and drinking some uh, some uh, Evan Williams fire, that's buddy. That's some Evan right. Hill distillery. I, I did want to bring this up, and this is Pat, who's the general manager. Ask for him up here at Eddie's Sports Pub in Noblesville off of uh, State Road 37. You mentioned, too, just uh, the continuity that you have with your staff. And that, across the board, has been incredibly difficult. Going back three years uh -huh. to where we were to where we are now, that's been incredibly difficult. To say that says a lot. Well, you know, and I, I say this with all humility. Um, but being 
just across the border in Noblesville, uh, especially during the shutdown. Yeah. It really, it, it, we, our business almost flourished when others were lacking, say, downtown or in the city of Fishers. So I know a lot of people that actually, you know, I friends that own bars downtown. I have friends that own bars in, in, uh, in Fishers, and they, um, they suffered, and we flourished. And, um, you know, that's a credit to our staff. I mean, really, they, they, they come out, and they have fun, and... and uh, and they do the job, man. It's, That's what it's all about, awesome. the people, right? I mean, really? you got great people behind you. They're, they're going to do great things, and you're create that environment. And, and again, hats off to you, because when you don't have turnover, that creates that consistency, mm-hmm. and that's what you've been able to put together here. Yeah, so, I mean, no, no matter, you can, you can have a great um, beer list, you can have great food, but if you don't have the staff to back it up, I mean, it, 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 really, you'd just be any other place. So the staff is really what makes makes or breaks well, a great, I mean, a yeah. great, lo- especially a local bar. But yep. when you're able to keep them two through that, yep. when so many others, I don't know what the percentage is, but it, to me, because we go around everywhere and everybody's had changeover, to have it solidified like that, it's not common. Well, Certainly. We, that's, that, the, the environment here has to be great for people who want to be with you and build this thing. So that's, I mean, that's I'll pretty toot, special. I'll toot the horn of the, the, the staff here because um, when we shut down, none of us had jobs. But what we did is what we, we all came in, a volunteer basis, tore this whole place down, repainted everything, repurposed all of the, uh, um, uh, you know, all of the, uh, the decor on the walls, we, um, you know, and, and just scrubbed this place clean. And it was, uh, we utilized that time off, uh, but we did it because we knew that we wanted to, you know, be better on the back end of that. And that was really, it's a, it's a testament to the staff that's here. It's awesome. All right, so it's uh, Pat here. He's the general manager of Eddie's Sports Pub. It's a tavern tour stop the month of May, Heaven Hill Distillery. Brent Halverson also with us. So what do you guys do for a weekend, for example? Um, well, we're a straight sports bar. So, I mean, uh, like, I, I don't do any. I love it, your rules. Your 10 rules are awesome. I love them, <laughs> The too. whole no politics and no religion is just, ru- I mean, I would come here every day for that. I Seriously. Use, I, I use that every day. Every day. Not, I just point at yes. rule, And I don't even say what it is. I just go, rule number don't four. Don't zap <laughs> my energy. I mean, I know that's, that's really what I read in the 10 rules you have on that, that chalkboard over there. Don't zap anybody's energy, man. No. Keep everything up tempo. We want to have fun. Don't bring us down, man. I respect that a great deal. I appreciate that. Yeah, we have some, you know, play some great songs on the jukebox, mm-hmm. little sing-along. I know anytime I'm behind the bar, it's a it's a me karaoke day, and it's, a, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm walking around here singing all day long. I love it. That's I outstanding. Love it. You know, Pat and uh, Lisa mm-hmm. used to work together back in the day, many, many moons back. Yes. Whoa, uh, downtown. Yeah. So, nice. Uh, now we're, uh, I don't know if you're allowed to say it. That was the old Jillian. Yeah, it doesn't even exist the anymore. Old Jill- yeah. Lisa worked at the old Jillian. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. had, did she work? That had three she, floors. That had like a bowling alley oh, yeah. and a dance club and then like a sports bar. <laughs> the dance club. Yeah, a oh, dance yeah. club. Was it a dance club? If you call, I know it was, it but was, I don't know. Was it supposed to be? It was I don't even know if it got utilized as a Dan club too often. Was there everybody in, in Nobody ever in there? I, boy. Or, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I wasn't up there, John. That wasn't uh, my, that wasn't your, my yeah. genre. There, well, they, were, they had electricity. <laughs> you, you're, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're playing acoustically. You know, a funny story, are. and Pat, I'm going to bring him on to, to talk a little bit about this. Elisa's so told me stories about she used to make a lot of money betting people uh, playing Papa Shot. Do you remember Really? That? 
I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. She never beat, she's never beaten me, Ooh, I'll tell you that. we got to get challenged oh, out there, because that's one thing and that I hope girl, she's listening right now. Oh, I do, I, too. I do, too. And, and, and believe me, we've gone back and forth. She beat me a couple times, but uh, she told me stories about guys who come in there, and, oh, this girl can't, whatever. Oh. She'd take them upstairs. Oh, I, already, I knew she was a baller. A couple she's hundred a dollars off oh. of them. Be like, perfect. <laughs> good for her. That's good stuff, man. It's that's all about supplementing your income. How long has this place been here, total? Well, our owner has owned this since 2012. Right, okay. So I came here a month after right he after bought the it. place because so he and I worked together in Broad Ripple for uh, almost 10 years. Sure. So. sure. Awesome. Yeah. I, um, back when I worked at WNDE, we did a, a, a lot of shows up here, right, in the former place. And I think once upon a time, I think it was before that bank right there was there. One night we went out here and me and the dude were like, I, I had a new driver, a new Callaway driver, and we took it out and started unleashing golf shots out that way. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> wow. That goes go away. It goes way go back. I don't know where left, it went, right? to be honest with you. <laughs> so, but it was out there. It was out there somewhere. But yeah. All right. So let's uh, propose a toast all for right. our tavern tour stop. Here's to uh, here's to you all that came out yeah, here. Let's all lift. Here's to Pat Powers. Thank you for everything. Little thank Evan you, Pat. Thank you, gentlemen, uh, for, for coming out. Cheers, Appreciate guys. It. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, so cheers, thank you, guys. Thank you, Pat, for having us here. There, let's do it. All right, I got to do this all. Mm. Mm. Smooth, John. Smooth. Oof. So smooth here. It's the smoothest music Mac without a hat, which I love, Ooh, by the way. Looking good. Looking music good. Mac without a hat's awesome. Yes. See, this is one of the things that I love about our live shows is that we have a family. Yeah. We have people that come out every single time. Absolutely. Like Jim McCann is a six-day-a-week listener to this show, to our station, to the JMV Takeover in Southern California. And he came all the way from Southern California. Orange to County, is awesome. California is where Jim Welcome McCann lives right now. I mean, Ross and Alicia are from Plainfield over there. We've done a Backyard Bourbon broadcast with them. Matt has a son named Colton. We just talked to Colton Herta. Jimmy is always out with us as well. I think that's Paul over Paul there. there. Yeah, yep. Paul yeah, Montgomery's there. Uh, called me last week, I think, hanging out with Paul. Uh, D. Wig is here. Doug Wiggin is here as well. I mean, J. Law, let's see, they're on their way. I mean, there's there's all kinds of stuff. This is yeah, what I love about this because we all have these long term friendships. This is what makes this Pat so great. Yeah, yeah. it does. Oh, absolutely. All right, that's why we be. appreciate you guys coming up hey, here. Really, thank you, man. Yeah, let's let's do it your, again real soon. Good hopefully, luck to your right? Giants this year too. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm a, I'm I am optimistic. I tell you what. <laughs> all right, Eddie Sports Pub. That is Pat, the general manager. Ask for him by name. Thanks, John. Thanks, buddy. Pack power is right there. Quick break, and we'll come back. Top of the hour. Mike Chappell's going to join us, man. I love these. Our tavern tour stop, Eddie Sports Pub. We're in Noblesville, State Road 37. Back with you next, 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. You're going to eat your fat. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Hey, welcome back. Let me tell you this. Everybody give a shout-out to Graham. Graham is the first time running the board on his own. Now, James, our producer, the normal producer, is helping him out back there. But Graham is doing a fantastic job. When Graham gives me time checks, and let me tell you this, one of the most difficult things to do within the fan, within our building, and I'm talking about Hank FM, B1057, WIBC, one of the most difficult jobs to have is to keep me on time. It's one of the most difficult jobs because I am always all over the place, always talking, eh, whatever. But uh, to keep me on time, 
is pretty special. And Graham is doing a great job. James doing a great job. Thank you very much. Uh, Jake Query, I think you're going to check in here in a little bit. Um, and uh, give, obviously, Jake with IMS Radio Network, got a big-time weekend coming up for them. There is rarely anything better than what the IMS Network brings to you. Every Indy 500. And I know we talk about this all the time, and I know that you think, well, you're just talking about guys that, you know, you're promoting because it's on your station. Not only am I talking about it because they're guys that I'm promoting that they're on my station, but it's because they are as good as it gets at doing that job. Every single Indy 500. The 107th is coming up on Sunday. And I'll probably miss somebody here, and it's my apologies. But from Jake, who is a close friend of mine, Nick Yeoman, Mark Janes, the track dude Michael Young, who was on yesterday, our friend Chris Denary in turn four, Ryan Marine, Rob Blackman, obviously a friend of the show and, and a voice of the Boilermakers. And if I'm missing anybody, I apologize. But it is such a well-oiled machine. And coming from a, a place to where this is the job that I do, you have a great deal of respect for those that do it. Like, this is not... I'm not suggesting I do this at a high level of all. I mean, not at all. I mean, I knock around, bah, whatever. But these guys do it every single time at a high level. And I have such a respect for that. And on Sunday, once again, that bar is going to be placed even higher. And they will reach it and surpass it because that is how good the IMS radio network is year after year. And here's hoping that you're tuned in coming up on Sunday, the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500. And Brent Halverson rejoins us right now. There is nothing better than listening to that. And again, I live in the world of radio. Don't get me wrong. Nothing better than listening to that broadcast on the radio. Oh, you're absolutely right. You know, and, and for so long, you know, we, we, were, we were blacked out, right? So you, that's how I grew up, listening, right? And it's been, it's been amazing. And, it, and you're right. I still this day prefer listening to it on the radio. Yeah, me too. But also, and people say, well, you're just in radio. Well, you know, no blank. I am in radio. Right. But I do enjoy as like you do. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's just something to it. It just brings back some. It's, there's, it's, it's such a historic event. And like we talked earlier, I mean, like, and, and you just mentioned, I mean, get a chance to talk and work with a lot of really great people. Yeah. There's a lot that goes on to making something that big happen, right? So, you know, hats off to everybody involved with the uh, Indianapolis 500. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure for us to be able to, hear, to talk about it here in our lovely state of Indiana. So, Tony Katz and I will not do it justice whatsoever beginning at 6 a.m. coming up on Sunday morning, but we will damn straight try with that race, pre-race show that begins at 6 a.m. here on 107.5 The Fan and 93 WIBC coming up on Sunday morning. All right, the latest from Colts camp, OTAs are going on. What the rookie fourth overall selection looked like while Michael Pittman Jr. was not there. We'll get to some of the storylines of the OTAs so far. Mike Chappell of CBS4 and Fox 59 is going to join us coming up on the other side. Tavern Tour Stop, month of May. It is Eddie's Sports Pub. We're in Noblesville off of State Road 37. This is 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. I got nowhere else to go. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. For tour stop in the month of May. We got a great crowd here. And I love our familiar faces. Devin's the on-site engineer. Graham's running things back there. 
under the uh, tutelage, the guidance of James, the producer back at the studio. Yeah, tomorrow's a big day for us. Uh, tomorrow, you know, I mentioned all these carb days of the past. Last year, Alan, the owner of Schnitzelbank in Jasper. So the Schnitzelbank, as I've mentioned before, is one of my, my favorite all-time restaurants. I love the Schnitzelbank. And Alan brought up like two tubs full of um, noodles and beef, or beef and noodles or whatever, uh, from the Schnitzelbank. And uh, <laughs> it was funny because nobody was there really to eat it, so I had to take it all home. I think I like ate it through, I know I gave it away to friends and neighbors. I think I ate it through like uh, July of last year. But it's awesome, and Pagoda Plaza is going to be great tomorrow, and you can stop by again. Our shows will be live beginning at 7 a.m. 7 a.m. until 10 with Jake and Kevin. And then Scott Agnes and Brendan King from 10 until 12, they'll do a live show and, and cover up the ESPN National Show, which is normally there. And then Brendan King and Jimmy Cook from noon until 3. And then I'll be half in the bag by the time I start at 3 o'clock. And uh, we'll get you going for what is going to be a fantastic carb day. The weather is going to be incredible. And that will great to see you, brother. Thank you very much for coming out. That will get you started to the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500. Colton heard it a little bit earlier. We also had a conversation with Ed Carpenter, the podcast 107.5thefan.com. The most interesting aspect of Colton Herda was the fact that he clearly wants to run a cup car at some point and wants to be in the Daytona 500 at some point. That podcast, 107.5thefan.com. Ed Carpenter is always great. And, uh, of course, coming up tomorrow, a lot more for you from those that are going to be out in Pagoda Plaza at Carb Day. But OTAs are going on right now for the Colts. Andy Moore, Automotive Group Hotline, CBS 4 and Fox 59. It is Mike Chappell. And, Mike, I kind of framed this up at the beginning of the show. You know, normally we would say, all right, well, OTAs, whatever. But there is such a high level of interest in watching every pass, watching every decision that is on video that is tweeted or via social media from the fourth overall selection at quarterback, the 21-year-old rookie. In this case, there is such to me, a level of anticipation that we haven't seen because last year and the year before last, I think everybody had to be sold, right? I think everybody had to be sold on Matt Ryan especially, but also Carson Wentz. It seems now everybody that's a Colts fan, maybe not all, but most are pretty satisfied with the direction and they just want to see the evolution and the maturity of this quarterback, which makes this one of the more entertaining OTAs we've seen in a while. Well, everyone's excited because there is direction. You know, maybe at a different level, but if this was Will Levis or C.J. Stroud, there would still be that optimism. There's, there's, there is something different with Richardson because there is so much of an unknown. And but because of the brief, you know, the, the, 13, the, the 13 starts and what was it? I went back and looked, 390-some passes he threw in college whatever it was so, so but but there is there, there's that hope and, and we're gonna I, I, I'll warn people right now we're gonna go so much overboard on dissecting this guy yep yep from day to day now during during OTAs we get one day a week 
and it's about an hour and 20 minutes and all that. And, and, and then for the veteran minicamp, which is just an extension of OTAs, we're going to be breaking this kid down, oohing on over the great throws and the times he, he gets outside and runs, or and, and then when he throws an interception, which he will. But, again, it's just that he gives this team hope and direction, and until now they didn't have it. Uh, again, I think it will be the same at some point if it's another quarterback, a, a, a high draft pick. But it's just going to be fun watching this this kid grow. It, it's funny because, like, like you mentioned, we were talking to Mo Ali Cox today, and he said, man, 20 years old. He said he just turned 21. He said, when I was 20, I, I still had three years of college to go. So it, it is different. But, uh, yeah, people, Colts fans should brace themselves for evaluation overload because that's what we're going to do until this thing settles itself in September on who the starter is. So Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59. He joins us. So how do you're watching it and those around for this team forever, how do you – evaluate this what, what exactly are you looking for out there I, I just mentioned when I asked this question of you you're looking for kind of an evolution you know kind of a step by step oh all right it looks like he's going to be ready because I look at it in terms of wanting to start the season with Anthony Richardson how do you view what he is doing out there because you're right it's overanalyzed but it's a necessity right now because that's what Colts fans want yeah, it, 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 I guess we're going to have to be careful on how we do analyze it. And, again, I'm not taking much out of how he performs in OTAs. What's important is we've seen what they told us we were going to see. He's out there sharing first-team reps with Minshew, which that's, that's what we expected. That's the way it should be. And I would, I would like to think maybe that doesn't change much in OTAs. Maybe it doesn't near the end. Maybe in minicamp he's taking more. I would like to think in when camp opens in late July that they sort of know what they're doing and Richardson gets more if it's if it's fifty fifty now, which it probably is. I mean I I saw K B had it that, that Richardson took a few more. I think we had three or four I think it was three eleven on eleven sessions. But let's say it's fifty fifty or fifty five forty five. I would like to think in camp in July if Richardson has made the progress that they anticipate that it's, I don't know, 70-30. I don't know what would make sense for the rookie to be getting because if, he, if in the back of your mind or you guys have decided that he's going to be our guy, unless he proves otherwise he's our starter, then he's got to get more of the reps. And I, I think that's in training camp. I think that's when we'll see that. That'll tell us all we need to know with how they view this. They're not If he's not ready and they don't think he's going to be ready, they're not going to give him inordinate reps to kind of force-feed it if they don't believe he can do it. But I think he can. I think he will. And I think it's going to be up to him to prove that he's not ready because I think – We've talked in the past. I, I think it was close. And, and I've said before, and I still believe this, that Minshew 
will be more game ready September 10th. He just will be. He's been in the offense two years. He's played for what is it, four years? And but but but, it, but if the rookie is close, whatever close is, I think you go with him. Stephen Holder and I were talking that you know maybe they start Minshew and they have occasional packages with Richardson, which would drive defenses crazy. It would. But boy, if you think if you think he's that close to being ready and he's not gonna do you know too many dumb rookie things, I'm not sure how you don't go with a rookie and. You know, he he makes it competitive, and he's got he's got mistakes, but he makes plays. And as as long as he as long as he doesn't tell you he's not ready by how he's performing, I think there's a good chance the guy starts. No, I, listen, I I completely agree with you, and I, I've I've kind of framed it up this way, Mike. I have said if he doesn't start, I, I just. I mean, that's going to be a topic of conversation that they don't want to have. And we'll start there. Plus, you and I have talked about this. If he doesn't start and they expect him to be starter ready during the season, how would that work? If you're not ready with this offseason of preparation, how are you going to get ready during the season? That's what doesn't make sense to me. That's why he really needs to start week one. Well, yeah, because again, as, as I've mentioned, it is once you get into the season, you practice like three times in the week, getting ready for Houston or Tennessee or, or the Rams or whomever. And your guy, your starter has to get the reps. You just can't say, okay, these three sessions, we're going to let the rookie. Get. That's hard to do. It's really hard to do. Uh, and the fact that the, the bye week is so late, they can't, you know, they wouldn't wait that long if, if, if Minshew starts and they make the change. Once you get to the season, it, it's about the next game. It's really hard, unless there's an injury, it's really hard to start getting another ready at a certain position, particularly quarterback. So, you know, I, I again, I, I do believe that, that he'll show what he needs to show and. You know, maybe he's not a hundred percent ready, but but he can protect himself. And by that I mean he knows the offense, he knows protections and all that. So, but no, I, I you and I agree with this. I, I, if he's not your starter when the season starts, first of all, it tells you they don't believe he's ready. But boy, then it's just hard to get that guy extra reps to get him ready so it's going to be really interesting we're going to see so much in training camp on how they do it and at some point near the end of camp i would think he if if he's making the progress i think he's taking more and more of his first team reps and that's not a knock on Minshew at all he could be lighting it up i mean actually lighting it up but richardson is here for a reason i mean he he's the future of the franchise one way or the other uh, he is. So I, I'm really curious how this develops. And again, we're going to write about it because that's what we do. We make observations. But it's going to be how they view him on what he's doing internally with the offense, making the right plays, making the right reads. But I think we'll, we'll get an indication by how they handle practices in, in, in Westfield. 
to Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59 on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. So Michael Pittman Jr., he wasn't there today because of a, a birth of a child. We know that. Uh, any other people missing from OTA this afternoon? Yeah, I, mean, I guess would be an unscheduled missing piece. Well, it's hard to say unscheduled because if there's anybody dealing with much of anything in, in, in no OTAs, doubt. they don't practice. They just don't. And, and we got some updates on Braden Smith has a thing in his leg. Well, <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> but... But we got, you know, uh, what, was that uh, was was it a thing in his leg? A thing, thing in his, his leg. leg? I think it was. Yeah, you know. So, but that, that's, <laughs> we, we got. I, I tell you, we got more from Shane Steichen today on guys dealing with things, which which is it, it's good to get something about what that why a guy's not practicing. I was a little disappointed. I guess I had high expectations, and I shouldn't have. The Jack would practice. Not not practice, practice, but but have a helmet and do something. But he's not. I'm not sure we'll see him this during OTAs. I don't know. I I, I guess I'd like to see something just so we're not going into June and July not knowing, and then we're waiting till training. But I, it would ease a lot of anxieties if he does something before they break in in, in mid June. I'm not surprised JT's not practicing. He had that ankle uh, surgery, uh, so n- nothing really, you know, nothing really major. Uh, but but he, Steichen mentioned that that Leonard and and, and Rigoberto Sanchez. Remember, he's got the Achilles for the Achilles. But they're progressing well. But there's no timetable, so we'll see. I don't get too bent out of shape on OTAs who's not participating, unless the guy didn't have surgery and he's not out there but again if they've got a sore hamstring if they've got whatever i'm not surprised and one thing to keep in mind is we get, we're out there one day a week so so maybe somebody wasn't out there today but he practiced the first two days of the week so you just you know it is voluntary so but really good to see such strong participation uh, and, and again, anybody that's got any kind of alley at all, they're not going to practice. So, Mike Chapel, CBS 4 and 559, Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. Of course, he's uh, talking about OTAs with us right now. Tavern Tour Stop Month of May is at Eddie's Sports Pub at Noblesville off of State Road 37. We'd love to see you up here. I brought up this question a little bit earlier, and you and I kind of made note of this last week regarding extensions that are going to be handed out. Let's just say hypothetically here, you had to choose or you thought that the team had to choose between Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman Jr. Is it just absolutely drop dead honesty here they go with Jonathan Taylor or would you be skeptical about that? Where, where do you think they would go if they had to choose between one or the other? If I, if I had to bet my money which I've, I, I learned, I, I got, Robin Miller broke me that a long time ago by me losing all the time. I would bet that that JT would get done. If only one of them, it would be JT, because, because it's going to be a, speaking, a shorter-term deal for less money than what Pitt was, was going to cost. 
That's only because he's a running back, and running backs aren't getting what receivers get. And I do, I really think they value they value them both. They do. Let, let's not let, let's not gloss over that. They 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 are high on both these guys. It's just when you're talking receiver, you're talking the eighteen to twenty million dollar range, and and maybe they get them both done. I hope they do. You get good players, and you, you need to keep good players. You just do. It's 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 easy to say. Well, we can get better than Michael Pittman. Oh, really? I mean, it's it's not that easy. Uh, but if I if I had to guess one or the other, I'm guessing JT just because it'll be a little bit cheaper, uh, just cheaper, which which is a relative term. Do you think that Michael Pittman Jr. Well, we'll first ask you in your opinion, but then what you believe the opinion is of Chris Ballard. Is he going to be worthy of the amount of money that he will want? That's a great question. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I thought he was impacted the most by a crappy passing game last year. He has a 99 catches. I'm telling you, it's only been like five, four or five times in league history that the guys had 99 catches and not gotten a 1,000 yards. It's really hard to do. And most of them are by running backs. But I thought I thought the passing game really hurt him last year because they couldn't throw the ball down the field. But the, the, the issue is going to be is is how do the Colts value him? And, they, again, they value him. They do. They really do. As opposed to what Michael Pittman thinks he can get on the open market. And, you know, it may, as we see with a lot of players, maybe, maybe – they don't get what they think they're going to get. But if he has a decent year this year, whatever decent means, he'll get he'll get some big offers on the open market because just because he's big, he's got decent speed, and he makes contested catches. But what what are the Colts? What are their limits? And they've always they always had limits with players. They just do. What is their limit on re-signing? Their top receiver, because when again, if you, if you resign him, it's going to take probably every bit of that to replace him with a free agent. You just can't can't keep going second round draft picks and and recycle them. You you need you need to have guys. I mean, I, I keep going back to the Manning years when they had, of course, that was an aberration with Hall of Fame receivers, but they always had quality receivers, two and three deep. So I, it, it, that's one that we've talked. That's going to be one of the most interesting things is how different are the Colts' views of Michael Pittman's value with Michael Pittman's view. It's going to be really fun to watch. So Mike Chappell joins us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. So how much of this has changed for Chris Ballard in your estimation? His view on, and I know that, if he were here this right now or the Colts were to hear this right now, they would all laugh. They'd say, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. But his his vision, his view of how he he does look at wide receivers and wide receiver compensation now compared to the way that he used to, is that to you the same? Or is it now more of a lean to recognizing that, yeah, you know what, these skill positions are incredibly valuable and we're going to have to pay up to that particular level. What's his thought? I don't know. If, if, I guess if he had a, had a dramatic change in, in roster building, 
maybe they would have signed a veteran wide receiver, which they didn't. You know, they didn't re-sign Paris Campbell, which wasn't which wasn't even remotely a big contract. So I I still think they believe that hey, it'd be great to have Justin Jefferson, you know, or or, or Chase or someone like that, Stephon Diggs. But you don't have to have them. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that, although it's not my money and my roster budget. But we're going to find out. We're, we're going to find out. Again, I, I, that's why I, I think JT is an easier sell to, to get an extension. Agreed. I agree. Yes. And, and Michael, we're going to find out. And, and I don't know that it's going to be a dramatic philosophical change with Chris Ballard if they do, or if when they do Michael Pittman, it's just going to be recognized that, boy, once again, they hit on a draft pick, and they're going to keep their own. You always overpay for top talent. I would rather overpay for my own than somebody else's. I, I just would, and I think most of the time, you're, you're, you're more correct to overpay for your own than you are to, you know, op- open Ursa's checkbook for a free age. I don't know that they can continue to do this with second-round draft picks, although they, they've been I, I think of it this way. I, I, just, I was just kind of curious if you think that his philosophy has changed over the years. Because, I mean, again, no. they would dismiss that. And I don't think it has either. No, I, I don't. I, I, it, 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 it's not that he, he's stubborn. It's just that he believes yeah. in, in how you build a roster. You know, I think if, if the situation had presented itself earlier, he would have gone after a quarterback. But they really weren't in – they certainly weren't in a position with a, with a top-four pick during, during this quarterback shuffle they've gone through. But, uh, no, I, I think at his core – I thought he told us once it was before the draft or whatever that on his headstone it's going to it's going to be offensive line defensive line. <laughs> I just believe that and and good for him. I mean, I, at least if you're going to go down or whatever, go down with your core beliefs intact. So no, I don't I don't know that he's changed, and I don't know if they pay Michael Pittman if that means he's changed. It like again, it'll just be that. They, they, they've re-signed their own. The, the Shaq Leonard and, and Braden Smith and Naheem Hines and all these guys. So, to me, that's what it would show more than he's changed his roster-building approach. So, Mike Chapel, this final thing, and I've tried not to make a big deal out of this. Uh, somebody asked me on Saturday about it. I responded to it, and others responded to me. And then you have seen Jim Irsay with his tweets here recently. He, he kind of knew that he should have put Peyton Manning in his <laughs> top five over the weekend with the passing of, of Jim Brown. Right. Um, and do you agree with that? I mean, he kind of realized his mistake right there and then tried to cover that up. Because every single time, Mike, I'm sorry, I, I don't care if he's going with, well, this is just what I truly believe. doesn't matter. I mean, you always, if you're Jim Irsay, put Peyton Manning in your top five all time, don't you? Well, especially when you don't put him in because you put Tom Brady in. Well, how about you, you put know, John so, Elway in? Yeah. 
John Elway said, you know, I don't even play for you guys. You guys suck. You know, it's funny. So, it, yeah. I, had that dis- I had this discussion with Rick Venturi today, and he <laughs> believes uh, Elway is top five. Now, he and I disagree, but th- this is the defensive coordinator that said, hey, I need to deal with this guy, you know, yeah. all the time. And he was a pain in the ass. Not Venturi, but <laughs> John Elway. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I, I disagree with that. And in, in, in they left off Lawrence Taylor and Jerry Jerry Rice for crying out loud. But you, when it when it comes when it came to the Manning Brady thing, I I just I, I just don't agree that if I'm an owner and I've got a guy that's boy right there, I take my guy and say, Yeah, he's my guy. Yep, and we we can have the Brady Manning argument forever, and, and you're not right and you're not wrong. If it's that close, you go with your guy. But boy, he had like two or three follow-up tweets to kind of do the Michael Jackson moonwalk uh, to backtrack. <laughs> so you know, but it, it's anytime you get a top five list, all times you're going to get. If you get 50 NFL guys to do their list, you'd probably have 50 get 50 different lists. You know, Jim Brown, of course, but then, you know, Reggie White and LT and, you know, Joe Montana and, and Johnny Unitas. I mean, they, they, they played football back in the day. So, but yeah, I was a little surprised he did that. And, but it's, it's, that's, you know, that's Jimmy. He does that. And then he kind of reconsidered <laughs> and changed it. Hey, Mike, really quick here. Do you think that has anything to do with Manning and his homestead now in Denver? And then being at the Denver game during the postseason and wearing orange ties wherever he is, is there? I think there's any level of animosity there between owner and former quarterback. I don't. I hope not. I hope not. Uh, I I know how how Jimmy believes his how he endorses Manning and he he, he really like he, he didn't like him. You know, there's a love level there. An appreciation level, so no, I don't think so. I now, trust me, Peyton Manning noticed. I mean, you, you, you know Peyton, he, he noticed that, and he just put a little check yeah. mark by. Okay, you, oh, don't you know he did. Part, yeah, huh? he, he's got a whole he's got a whole book of check marks at this point. No, you know? it, it's, some people never forget. Peyton never forgets. So I don't I don't think so. I I mean, Jimmy considers Peyton. Near and dear, so I don't. Uh, I, I would say no. I certainly hope not. So, Mike Chapel on CBS Four and Fox Fifty Nine. Appreciate you today, man. Thanks for the breakdown of OTAs, and we'll have more. Will you be at a carb day our, tomorrow. I'm going to be at carb day tomorrow. You're going to be out there? No, but uh, <laughs> Brian Adams. I think what I'm going to do is put my CD in and just drive around the track, drive around Speedway with, with my window down and it cranked up because I. I'm a big Brian Adams fan, but yeah, I can't be out there. It's just too much. No, nah, you gotta go, man. Come with me. Come out there, man. I'll give you uh yeah. Come out there and hang with me. Yeah, that's fine. You got a golf cart? You got a golf cart and I'm having tip troubles again. Um I can finally yeah, you I got a, I got a service I have a service sticker and I can drive anywhere out there right now. Yeah, I guess <laughs> that's gold. So, yeah. I'll, I'll be singing some Brian Adams in my car. Great I love I, I love the fact that that you enjoy Brian Adams because so do I. Great stuff and, and looking forward to, to listening to it. So have a great time. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Later.
So Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59. A lot of good stuff right there regarding Colts OTAs and more. We're at uh, Eddie's Sports Pub. We're in Noblesville, State Road 37. This is a tavern tour stop for the month of May. We'll announce for the first time where we're going in June. And I promise you this, you are going to love it. Absolutely love it. Quick break. We'll come back. Bryn Halverson rejoins 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. I got nowhere else to go. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Let me tell you this. A shout out to Gary Harris Sr. All right. His son plays in the NBA. Former Mr. Basketball. And Gary Harris Sr. comes out to a lot of these events I have. And he's here right now. All right, we got Brian Adams in heaven in the background there. IMS.com for your tickets. I'm telling you, Carb Day, you just heard Mike Chappell talking about it. Carb Day is going to be spectacular tomorrow. It's a soul asylum opening up for Brian Adams. Your tickets available, IMS.com. Devin, the engineer, back in the studio. It's both Graham and James holding down things. Carb day for us tomorrow, 7 until 10 a.m. Kevin and Query. You've heard Jake at the Kroger and Speedway today with. Um, oh man, he's got. He's, I love the Mission tortilla chip, it's fantastic. So a shout out to Jake for doing those today and being out at the Speedway Kroger. We are in Noblesville, State Road 37, Eddie's Sports Pub on a tavern tour stop in the month of May. Brent Halverson rejoins us now. We knew this was going to be good. We had no idea it was going to be this good. What a spectacular turnout. You know, it really is. And, and again, there's nothing better than coming to a place, and you know, we, we call them tried and true, right, mm-hmm. these joints that we find. And, and a place like this that, and again, Pat Powers mentioned earlier, Pat's one of the greatest guys that uh, I've known in the industry, his staff, right? The staff creates yeah. the environment, so it makes this place special. So it's been a great, uh, been a great place. So. Uh, do we want to talk real quick about the next Tavern Tour I, stop? I, if you, you tell me when you're ready to talk about that next Tavern Tour stop. And Let's I'll go do ahead it. and get it out there, John. We've okay. got a second here. So uh, in June, we will be doing our Tavern Tour stop. It's going to be on Thursday, right. June 29th. I like it. At Iria's. No way. Downtown. <laughs> and one of the, if you like That's Italian, great. man, it's some of the That's best it. Italian. That's history right we there. Talk about history. Tried true. That place has been around a while. Yeah. So. Maddie Aria and the gang down there. We're looking forward to getting down there. That's going to be a fun. Is Dom going to be hanging out with Dom us? Is, Dom's been there for Dom. 30 years. I know? love Dom. Dom's great. He's great. So he'll be uh, hopefully serving us a couple cocktails. And, uh, yeah, Aria's uh, June Tavern Stop. I, um, I talk about this all the time. The late, great former coach Rick Majerus, when I was at WNDE back in the day, he was our uh, college basketball analyst. He'd come on every week. And this was right around when Blake was born. So this would be around 06. He sent us a ton of clothes, ton of baby clothes. And he invited me to go to dinner with him at Irea's once. I have never seen anything like that in my life. Wow. My man was leaned back in like a recliner, <laughs> double fisting everything. He was going pasta primavera, meatballs, pizza, Lasagna. I mean, it was incredible. And the stories that he told, well, that was also incredible. And that's been a staple for everybody. I mean, everybody. A who's who of people in Irias. That's an awesome choice. Yeah, it's, it's cool. But again, you know, like we say, that, that that's a, a, a spot that's tried and true. It's been there a while. Uh, they've got a great, I mean, the food's 
outstanding, right? Yeah. But they got, got like guys like Dom. Yeah. Dom's been there forever. You know, he's going to take care of it with some great cocktails. And, and we might get a Randy Strand sighting out there. Oh, the Randy Strand. We got to have that. And, and it's funny you mentioned that about Rick Majerus. Uh, when I first went there with Randy, Randy's a big fan of Iria's. Um, he'll go there and he'll order up six pizzas for appetizers yeah. for everybody. Oh, I know. And then, yeah. we'll, then we'll start talking about dinner. And I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> they ate a whole, <laughs> whole pizza here, you know. But their food is outstanding. Looking forward to that, John. And, uh, again, they've got, uh, they've got some great cocktails. We'll be doing some sampling down there and uh, be downtown. Well, so it's kind of like a home game for you. Ish. I love Ish. I love it down there. <laughs> I can I can definitely do that. Here's another thing I love about Arias is the old school look. And a lot of you will recognize this. When we think of joints and taverns, oftentimes some of the glass is that clouded block yeah, glass. Yeah, the block glass, yes. Right, that you see in a lot of old homes yep. in their basements. That's what they have at Arias and that that goes to show you just how legendary it is. I love places that has that block glass built in. I do, too. It just sets yeah. the scene. Right? It does, like it, yeah. It really makes it uh, that vintage, homey feel. Mm. And, and, again, looking forward to that. It's going to be a fun one. We've got, uh, we've got some good stuff coming up down the road, too, John. That's awesome. Well, this has been really good, too. No doubt about Absolutely. that. So, Absolutely. Uh, we got a shout-out for you for selecting this. I know a lot of people. We got a lot of our normal listeners that are here, a lot of new people that are here. But this has been an outstanding experience, and um, this is basically this is a sports bar. Oh yeah. When you're thinking about a sports bar in general, this is the place. This is a place, and and again, when you talk sports bars, again, that's stuff we love to talk about and watch. There's all kinds of TVs here for the viewing, but then you couple it with great food, great staff. And just an all-around great experience, right? So that's what uh, that's what this is all about. It's fun to be able to come out and showcase some of these spots that we're. No, at. it is, and that's what this is all about. For those of you out there that don't know, I don't, what has it been? Two years now. Two, yeah, been, second year of the tavern oh, tour. Yeah. Um, Brent Halverson came up with the tavern tour stop, and basically that is to highlight because we go to a lot of places, especially during football. A lot yep. of places everybody knows, and I'm not suggesting nobody knows this place either because they clearly do. But it's the the taverns, the old school taverns that we, we look at. Like a year ago at this time, we were at Whistle Stop downtown. That's right. Absolutely. It's the first time we've been there. That was awesome. And then a month later, we go over to uh, the uh, Winter Circle. Yep. Right? Over on Washington Street. Or, oh, no, no. Sam no, Silver Circle. No, Sam Silver Circle in, we went to in March. And I, I think remember this the Washington yet. Street was was that the winners? Is no. it the winners? What was that over there? Checkered flag. Checkered flag. Yes, Checkered yes, flag yes, yes. on Washington Street, which is also incredibly old school. And that's exactly what we kind of look for. The criteria is here is to bring everybody the recognition of the old school tavern. And Absolutely that's what we've right. done. Absolutely right. And, you yeah. know, speaking of the checkered flag, yeah. if you're anywhere near the track this weekend, that place yes. is going to be hopping. You get over there and get there right. early. 465 in Washington that's Street it. right over that's there. It. I mean, you, the, the sign is, is absolutely as recognizable as any sign here. Oh, it is. That thing has been there forever. That is old so. school vintage right there. And again, their food is phenomenal, right? Like you, some of these places, you know, it's just normal bar food. No, there is way different. They have some really, really good food, just like they do here, just like all of our stops have. Yeah. And again, we started this all off in January of uh, 2022 at Working Man's Friend, another 
close to the track spot if you're around and you're in town and listen to this right now, get by there for one of their outstanding, best burger in Indiana, I would quote, right? Yep. I mean, that's kind of yep. what, uh, yep. what we had a lot of fun that with was the first. That was the first one that got us off to a fantastic start, and I was actually there last Friday. Were I you really? In. I didn't eat. I just had a beer. Whoa. But I was there with, I was there with uh, J-Law. I was there with uh, Jim McCann and uh, with uh, BT Do. That's awesome. So, yeah. You didn't eat, though. How do you not eat a burger there? I well, I just, I, yeah, I know. Guy, I got there a little bit late than oh. everybody else. I saw Becky. Becky yep. was happy. I know that Colton Herta, who was on the show a little bit earlier, yep. Colton Herta, and his team was in there yesterday. Is that right? Yeah. That's cool. So close to the track. I mean, yeah. great style. I mean, there's a lot of great spots. I mean, that's the thing. We can't uncover them all, but we're going to get around to them. So we're going to keep this thing going. Yep. Uh, and uh, we'll, 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 every month we're going to have a new spot to, uh, to announce. So we'll I wanted to give some love to, and this is a classic tavern from my home county near me. It's in Bloomfield, Indiana. It's called Aggie's Funhouse. Ooh. It's on the square in Bloomfield. And I wanted to highlight this because yesterday it caught on fire. Oh, wow. And what I had heard as of going on the air today it has been a total loss, oh. and it is a family that has been friends of mine close to me forever. Uh, my friend growing up, Rusty Hash, has been running it for a while. I had actually, in 2019, my mom had fallen and broken her ankle, and I had to stay down uh, where I grew up at my mom's house for the better part of four months until she got literally back on her feet. And a couple of times I had to do shows. I could just plug in down there and do it down at, at, at Aggie's Funhouse. And uh, Aggie's Funhouse in Bloomfield, Indiana, caught on fire. And the news that I have heard about it is not good. And I wanted to give it a shout-out here because if you're talking about taverns, there is probably not a tavern in southern Indiana that is more noted and more defining than Aggie's Funhouse. And it has been legendary for eras, decades and eras of people that have been in there and uh, enjoy the time in Aggie's Funhouse. And I wanted to give a shout out to those. My friends of ownership, my friends, that it would be near and dear to them with a fire, very unfortunate fire that happened at Aggie's Funhouse evidently yesterday. Wow, my thoughts and prayers to the yeah. entire family down there. Yes. Man. That's, that's sad to hear. And, you know, let's go ahead and, 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 and hopefully... The, those are the places we love and those are the oh, places yeah. that sometimes don't come back. No, absolutely. And that's what you hate to hear. Well, hopefully, hopefully, John, it does. Hopefully it will come back. Hopefully they will uh, yeah. kind of keep this thing going. And, and we'll go ahead and state it right now. If they do, as soon as they are, we'll be down there to do that's the it. show. That's it. That's it. That's we it. Will that's, be down we'll, there to we'll, do show. we'll make a JMV guarantee yep. that if you guys rebuild, come back from this, we will do a JMV Tavern Tour Stop with Brent Halverson down in Bloomfield on the Square at Aggie's Funhouse Absolutely. because we want these places to persevere. We That's want right. these places to last forever. That's right. And Indeed. the good ones. The, yep. That's so many memories right there, no doubt. This is Brent Halverson right there. A couple quick reminders earlier on the show. Uh, Colton Herta joined us. That podcast, 107.5thefan.com. And we also heard from Ed Carpenter of Ed Carpenter Racing, of course, about his team, both Connor Daly and Renus VK and his chances, what he likes, what he doesn't like about going into the weekend. Podcast with both. 107.5thefan.com. OTAs ongoing with the Colts. Mike Chappell was pretty good in diagramming exactly what I talked about at the outset of the show. You are going to get hit over the head, inundated with a lot of practice talk with the Colts. But it makes sense because it's about the evolution, the growth of the rookie 21-year-old quarterback. 
that you're looking for here. And again, it's a sign that everybody has been sold on now the path in which they are going. Not lip service that was given a year ago or lip service that was given two years ago, but it's about the path where they're on right now and about their, quarter, their quarterback, Anthony Richardson, being ready, hopefully, for week number one. Mike Chappell, 1075thefan.com. I mentioned, too, game number five of the Eastern Conference Finals later on tonight. Boston at home probably will push this to a game number six down in Miami on Saturday. Boston survives down in Miami and pushes it to the game five in Boston tonight. So you got the Celtics and the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals coming up later on this evening. It's kind of interesting, too, given the fact that Shaquille O'Neal is going to be Shaq Diesel or DJ Diesel in the Snake Pit coming up on Sunday. He's got tonight in Boston, and then I think more than likely Boston wins tonight. So you've got Saturday night in Miami, and then here coming up on Sunday morning at IMS for the Snake Pit. So that is uh, DJ Diesel with Cascade and others in the snake pit. Quick break. We shall return for a final time with you. This tavern tour stop in May. Been outstanding here in Noblesville, State Road 37. It is Eddie's Sports Pub, Heaven Hill Distillery, Brent Halverson, and more. More from Jake Query out in Speedway at the Kroger location as well coming up too. It's 93.5107 by the fan. The Ride with JMV. Coming up, our conversation. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, crank this up for me, Graham, back there. We've got a block party coming up in August. TCU Amphitheater. Let me tell you this. If you have a, you have a date night with your significant other and you can't close the deal after this show, then you are a non-deal closer. Jodeci, Drew Hill, SWV. I don't know if a softball can be slower pitch to you than that one is right there. That's what that's all about. I mean, Jodeci back in the 90s, that was a deal closer. If you couldn't close with Jodeci, you couldn't close whatsoever. Jodeci, Drew Hill, and SWV. Number nine at 239-1070 is going to go to that block party The TCU Amphitheater, if you've not been to the TCU Amphitheater, it is an outstanding venue Uh, downtown. They have redone it over the past couple of years. You will love it. That show is coming up in August. Number 9 at 239-1070 is going to go on us. Jodeci, Drew Hill, and SWV should be an absolute outstanding time for you. Just like this has been. And there is no doubt it has been. All right. Again, make your schedule tomorrow for this show out in Pagoda Plaza. A lot of conversation going. Hang out. You know what normally happens. Now, I know back there both Graham and James will have to have their finger on the delay button because oftentimes you get some distant F-bombs that are lobbed my direction. But that's just what Carb Day is all about. And here at The Fan, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan, we've got you covered all day long, beginning at 7 a.m. That is Jake Query and Kevin Bowen, 7 until 10. And then normally they make that transition, right, to Mike Greenberg, who about 35% of the time is actually on the show. Um, But they will cover that up 
and smartly so with local content featuring Brendan King and Scott Agnes from 10 until noon tomorrow. And then Brendan King and Jimmy Cook from noon until 3. I go from 3 until whenever. Remember the Baramed tomorrow on our stage. Remember we've got the Jello shots coming from Nicole and Harley D. The Snake Pit Juice from Brian Calvert comes your way tomorrow as well. And what is going to be an incredible afternoon. There is no doubt, unlike a time we have seen, we are on a weather pattern that is absolutely unbelievable. It is fantastic outside right now. It's going to be great tomorrow, great on Saturday, incredible on Sunday. And then once we get into next week, it's going to warm up a great deal. But this is the time. If you've not been to Carb Day before, if you decided not to go because, yeah, the crowd or whatever, make it a point to go to Carb Day tomorrow, IMS.com, and to be a part of our show, my show that starts at 3 o'clock at Pagoda Plaza coming up tomorrow. Thank you very much, J-Law. That is a shout of approval right there from J-Law. Thank you very much. Hey, a shout-out, too, to Pat, Brent Halverson, and our Tavern Tour Stop here at Eddie Sports Pub, Brent. Outstanding. Well done. Great spot. Great spot to be at. It's been fun, John. And, uh, you know, all, all good things come to an end, right? So we're going to wrap this one up. But uh, we'll be at Irea's uh, next month, June, the last Thursday in June. We'll be down there. Irea's. Cannot wait. Pasta Primavera, everybody. That's right. That's Our right. friend so, Dom. Yep. Yeah. Tom's great, man. Yeah, been, been good. So you're going to be at uh, Carb Day tomorrow. I am at Carb Day tomorrow. You get the race on Sunday? A race on Sunday. Okay. Takuma Sato's my pick. We haven't got your pick yet. I know you kind of go by the odds. You gave us what your thoughts might be on the nice bets a little bit earlier as our betting analyst. Who you got coming up on Sunday? I'm sticking with Scott Dixon to win it, man. I am. He's 7-1 uh, to one, uh, odds right now, so I like that price tag on him. But my two kind of longer shots, I like to pick a couple different ones. Uh, Will Powers, I yeah. think he was sitting at uh, 16, 17 to 1. And then also, I'm going to look at Tony Kanan at uh, 19 to 1 odds. This being kind of his last hurrah. Man, last hurrah. That would be, I think if anybody were to win that, you know, and, and maybe because we're talking about, you know, locally grown Ed Carpenter and Connor Daly, it would be a little bit more. But if anybody were to win that and get that reaction, that applause, Tony Kanan might be at the top of that. It'd be a storybook, right you know. Yeah. It would be. So, you know, he, he's been there. He's done that. And uh, like I say, I think this is kind of the swan song for him. You never know. you got a little extra uh, buzz to go out on top. So you got we'll uh, the odds in front of you right here? What, what's Takuma Sato's? Uh, he is... Where are we? Where are we? Wait a minute. You're not digging deep on that, are you? I don't see it listed right here, John. So, uh... Third uh, row, 11 to one. 11 to 1. Yep, so he's up there. Takuma Sato wins yep. his third Indy 500, I believe, coming up on Sunday. Brother, thank you hey, very much. Pleasure, my man. Always a Brent pleasure. Brent Alverson, Heaven Hill Distillery, everybody. Yeah. Tavern Tour Give you him guys. a round of applause. It's great to see you all here. Thank you to Pat very much for being uh, just a cordial, incredibly cordial host as the general manager. Ask for Pat when you come to Eddie Sports Pub. Great to see Doug. Great to see my man G. Harris right here in the house as well. Everybody that stopped, thank you very much. Devin, great engineering job. Both Graham and James back in the studio, incredible. Jake Quarry out at the Kroger and Speedway, well done as well. We got more to come. Carb Day tomorrow begins at 7 a.m. on the fan. Don't miss it.